Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Music, please. your Uncle Tony gathering around your digital radio frequencies without having to turn on the radio. Well, if you have a radio in your car that you can stream to, you can put this show on there as if it were a radio station. It's a new sensation. It's the Tony Bruno Sports Network. And all of you have your apps. I don't mean that uh, Chili's, where you go in there and you try to pick that $10 meal deal and they give you an app and then maybe a soft drink and some of the other stuff. Get it now before it's a $20 for an app and a soda deal going on at many of these locations. But it is Tuesday. We got so much to talk about, Miss Robin. I don't know how we're going to squeeze it in today. I, don't, I need a shoehorn in here because we got so much stuff. But the big story once again, Robin. How about a tush push? Well, we can do that too, but we don't play that. We can squeeze that in. I don't know. I need somebody to push me from behind, but I don't want anybody to get down low like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't mind you if I'm standing up and you need to push me for it. Don't you dare get down low. Don't go low on me. Because when you go low, I go lower. You know what I'm saying? You feeling me right now? Meanwhile, the big story, once again, is always the National Football League. Is it not, Robin? At this time of the year, it's all about football. 
You know, we got the college football situation, but that's for the kids later on in the week when we get to it. We got college basketball, a couple of big games tonight. Down here in uh, Florida, you got those FAU Owls, ranked 10th in the nation, Robin. One of the great stories in college basketball, Florida Atlantic University. They will be taking on the Eastern Michigan Eagles. So you've got birds of prey, the Eagles, against the Owls. And Owls are not birds of prey, are they, Robin? Are they classified yes, they as the birds of prey thing? Absolutely. Are owls um, now? We listen. We have burrowing owls here in Southwest right. Florida, and they look very cute. And but they're, they're little cute they're things. Birds of prey. Any any bird that hunts is a bird of prey. Well, normally when you think you think of eagles, you think of uh, of osprey, right? Right. All kinds of birds that are sea. They go down and grab their food, whether it's on the land or by the sea. The osprey can go out and you know. And same thing with the eagles. They can go in there and get those claws and pull a gigantic salmon out of the water, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Or if they go to land and they see something out there. Even even like even dirty birds, and I don't mean the Atlanta Falcons dirty birds. I mean even birds like vultures. They're birds of prey, right? Mm-hmm. But they usually eat dead stuff. They don't go out and hunt for it. They let somebody else kill it or die on its own natural causes and then they eat it, right? Whether it's a deer that somebody hit. So you got so you, can you have a list? Can we do a I hate lists, um, but we have a birds of a prey bird, update. Yeah, bird of prey, according to the MiriamWebster.com. And where is Miriam Webster these days? And who names her kid Miriam I don't know, but anymore? she keeps changing things, and it pisses me off. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bird She's of prey, old. She's confused. I know. Bird of prey, also known as a raptor, is a carnivorous bird that feeds on meat taken by hunting or on carrion. It has a hooked-tipped beak. Curved claws called talons. Yes. And very good eyesight. Raptor. So those are birds of prey. So owls are absolutely part okay, of Okay, but you don't think of owls as ferocious as eagles. Oh, have you seen? Like, there was a... Robin, remember, when you, have you seen the eagle when they released it at the beginning of the Eagles games? Yes. And it comes down and it goes right to the person's hands? Would you rather be attacked by a, an owl? Now, you have a choice. Now, I don't want to be attacked gonna, by any of them. Well, I'm saying... If you had to be attacked, which bird of prey would be the least one you'd be concerned about? Because eagles are big, but they're not as big as, I mean, uh, owls are big, but they're not as big as eagles or osprey or all these other ferocious birds that can come down and rip your head off. Do you remember um, maybe three years ago, there was an owl terrorizing a town in the Netherlands when people were walking or on their bikes? Mm -hmm. Um, and they were close. They must have been close to his nest or something like that. And he would come and attack them from behind. And they're silent. They their wings don't make any noise. Mm-hmm. And there's video of and they would sh- they they showed the back of people's heads that were completely bloody and gashed open. Well, that's because all these duchies are walking around stoned. You know, they're on they're, they're smoking weed all the time, eating mushrooms, and they're looking at the windmills. And then and then you know, and they're in the red light district, and they're distracted by a woman in the window. And that's what happens uh, in those situations. I, I see you have it have the situation completely <laughs> exactly. understood. Yeah. Anyway, I was talking about a college okay. basketball game. Sorry. So, but FAU to show you how much more powerful owls are than eagles in this particular instance, your FAU owls, like my temple owls, and many other owls, are twenty six and a half point favorites tonight over there at the Eleanor Baldwin Arena tonight against the Eastern Michigan Eagles. So in this particular case, owls are much more ferocious than eagles. And FAU is one of the great stories. Final Four, they return all their starters from a year ago, and here they are 
favored big time in a college hoop game tonight. Big game last night. Penn, the, the Penn Quakers beat Villanova at one of the greatest basketball venues on earth, the Palestra in Philadelphia. That was a classic last night. Give it up to the Penn Quakers. They got a bunch of wackos on their campus, but they can still ball. You know what I'm saying? They hey. played for the Ivy League football championship and lost to Harvard last weekend. They're all friends. Yes, they are, Robin. They, I used to say we'll all be working for them one day, but the, what the kids they're putting out now at these Ivy League schools, I don't think they'll be. I think they'll be living in their mom's basements too before yeah. long. Yeah, they've gone from wow, how about those Ivy League kids? They're smart. Now they're all like standing outside ripping off posters of, of, of people who are being held hostage. That's what's happened to Ivy it's League sad. education, Robin. That's why I say homeschool. Even college kids, let your college kids live at home. Don't waste all that money on student loans to send them to schools because they ain't coming out any smarter. You know what I'm saying? But that's my educational tip for the day. Now, are people reacting on the text line already, Robin? Yes, they are. Um, but can I just... Can I just... Are we done with the bird appraise? We don't have We're to do a poll. Of, but okay. I want to. I want to. I'm pissed off, Tony. You are I am pissed, pissed off? off right now. Wait a minute. You really are? Yes, I am. Why? I just got a text message. So, little little background. Um, if you were listening to the show yesterday, you heard about my laptop fiasco with yes. Best Buy, right? Yes. And they, um, I called today and they said, don't worry, we're putting a rush on it. And they fixed it. It's fixed. It's fixed. They call, you called them and they said, it's ready. Come and get it. No, I called them this morning and they hadn't even started it yet. And then I, I explained to the manager of the store and he said, you're right. This is our fault. We are going to fix it. I get a phone call right when I arrive at the studio earlier today that it's been fixed and that I can come pick it up. And because I couldn't do it because we're doing the show, right. our friends, Kathy and Jerry, who are here from Philadelphia. Wait a minute, Tom, this is breaking news. Yes. But you didn't even tell me it was breaking news, Robin. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm so angry at the incompetence. I don't want to have this show go off the rails because of your anger at Best Buy, no. the Geek Squad. So what so, happened now? So Kathy and Jerry had to return their their rental car. And, yeah, over near the airport. Right. And so on their way back, I said, hey, can you swing by Best Buy and pick up my laptop? I even talked to the guy at Best Buy and arranged that our friend Kathy Schneider's name would be there so mm-hmm. she would be allowed to pick it up. She arrives there. And they tell her, just to pick up my laptop, it's going to be an hour and a half wait. What? Yes. And I said, that's ridiculous. Hour and a half? I thought it was done. Yeah, and I'm texting them. I'm texting Kathy saying, tell them that I I spoke to somebody. They have your name and that this was a rush. You have to make an appointment to pick up a thing at at the, what do you call it, the Geek Squad? Not the Genius Bar. That's at Apple, right? That's That's an Apple thing, the Genius Bar. And they, Have you seen those people in Apple? Do they look like geniuses to you? No. They're geeks. They're geeks. Well, they could be geniuses. I don't know. But right now I'm talking about this system at Best Buy. Just, I get it if you're like going in there to to pick up. Um, Whose phone like, is ringing? Is that yours? No, it's the studio phone. Oh. Um, I, go, I understand if you're going in there and you have to drop it off and you have to tell exactly. them. Exactly. You make an that. appointment. Yeah, you make an appointment. This is just to pick something up that's already finished. You just should not have to wait in line for an hour and a half until your appointment comes up. I agree. I'm angry. I'm pissed off. You know what this is, Robin. And now they're asking me who I spoke to. Ugh. You know what it is, Robin, don't you? It's an outrage. 
Even President Obama listening to the show this afternoon up at one of his mansions. I don't know if it's up on the Cape or if it's Hawaii, wherever he is. Even he says. It's an outrage. It is an outrage. Now and we I do, won't stand for it. We do have somebody um, who I don't think I've ever heard be pissed off ever in my life. Who? The fabulous Jose from Norristown. Jose's pissed off? No, I don't think oh. I've ever heard him pissed off. Unlike what, me. What up, Jose? Jose, are you there? Oh, did you hang up? Jose, when I put you on hold, you can't hang up. What up? He's got to be outraged. I think everybody should be outraged right now. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, we will deal with it. At least you could pick it up today. Now, how late are they open? Um, I'm going to no, know. Kathy's going to deal with it. I'm just going to text her something. Kathy's a six-foot woman. Yes. If she has She's to go Amazon. in there and give her some of that new South Jersey added attitude... She's not going to play this shit, Best Buy. You're not dealing with some low-key faded bra down here in southwest Florida going to the, to the geek bar where the geek squad. You're going to get in there and you get in their faces. And you tell them, I'm as mad as hell. And I'm not going to take this anymore. That's how you deal with it. And then maybe you, t- you, you, know, you t- tell them to come outside. Let's settle this outside in the parking lot. I want my damn computer, and I want it now. You know what I'm saying? You follow me, Robin? Yes, I do. Um, I don't want you to be... All right, let's go back to the phone. Let's go back. Because I got Buffalo Bills news. I got Jacksonville Jaguars news. I got Cowboys news. I got NFL suspensions. I got NBA news. I mean, we got a lot of stuff today. And also, joining us later in the show, one of my favorite people who can talk about two things. What the hell is that? Is that Kathy? No, this is a... Is this Best Buy? Jose is on the line. Jose, what up? Let, Robin's got to go answer the, her own phone. Who is it? What up, Bruno's? What up, Jose? What are you what doing, up? man? How about, them, how about those Buffalo Bills? Your thoughts last night. I tried to warn people on this show yesterday. I'm not an anti-Buffalo guy. You know, and I said, uh, I think don't sleep on the Denver Broncos. I gave all the stats. Denver, you know, after they beat the Chiefs, they got a new life. They started one and five, and then they were playing better, but nobody was paying attention to the Denver Broncos because of all the talk about, oh, you know, uh, uh, Sean Payton's doing a terrible job. Nobody likes Russell Wilson. You heard all that stuff. And I warned those Buffalo Bills fans and all the people betting on this game, don't sleep on them. Because as we talk about turnover-prone quarterbacks, everybody talks about Jalen Hurts, right, who turns the ball over a lot. The difference with Jalen Hurts is turnovers, and now, of course, uh, their quarterback up there in Buffalo, Josh Allen's turnovers, is Josh Allen is now 5-5 five and five and outside, on the outside looking in for what was supposed to be not only a playoff team but a potential Super Bowl team. And they fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, today like it's Ken Dorsey's oh. fault that Josh Allen has thrown – has ter- 13 no. turnovers and 11 interceptions this year. Uh, it's not Josh Allen's fault, no. It's, it's not Ken Dorsey's fault, by the way. Former U grad, number 11 in your program. Josh Allen's been putting up the ball on the carpet since he's been in the league. Well, he's been That's throwing interceptions, and, and the interceptions last night. And, and here's the worst part. They got the lead back, 
and they were supposed to win this game. They, you know, they weren't going to cover the numbers, so the degenerate gamblers were pissed yeah. off. They weren't going to win by nine or more points, and they didn't even get the yeah. over because they missed an extra point. So for gamblers, there were a couple of ways to be pissed off at the Buffalo Bills. One, that they thought they were going to win easily, and two, they thought they were going to help cover the number. But anyway, he throws the interception, but then they should have won the game, and they screwed up because of a, a, a special team's botch job at the yeah. end of the game and yeah. we had our fifth six consecutive walk-off wins there were six teams who finished week 10 walking off walk with off. a game-winning field goal and it was a redo of the game-winning field goal which was missed but because the bills had yeah. too many men on the field it cost them the game yeah. and that's what happened Apple. your thoughts jose can we give them one of those yeah? I, I don't i don't think one of those is enough do you think the hot seat, is the seat getting hot in Buffalo for, one, not only Josh Allen, but they're not going to get rid of him, but how about Sean McDermott? How about Sean McDermott? Pride of Philadelphia went to the same high school with my son, A.J. Bruno Jr., but he doesn't like to be called junior or the second or third. And I don't know why. Because my son is Anthony uh, Joseph Bruno, but he doesn't like to be called junior. But you see guys, and you see athletes, they have junior or Number two on the back, or three, or, or, four, or three. Five. But my son, for some reason, and I'm going to have to sit him down and have a father-son conversation at the Thanksgiving table next week when I'm back up there in what Maryland. Up, you know what, what I'm saying, up, Maryland? What up? Yep. What up, Eastern Shore? What up, Baltimore yes, Ravens, who yes, lost a game they should have won, and now all of a sudden, uh, people are <laughs> mad and saying they, you know, they're still a good team. So, but anyway, we got to give them. I agree. The Buffalo Bills, and I feel bad for the fans. You know, even Harry Mays said this last night. I am pissed off. Because he is. Yeah, I see it right now. So is 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 uh, uh, is Sean uh, Payton, not Sean Payton, Sean Payton actually is doing a better job after people thought he didn't know what he was doing when he went there. But Sean Payton's got that team got, got that team playing a lot better now. Maybe too late because of the one and five start, but the Broncos are playing better. Oh, yeah, McDermott's in trouble, yo. If they don't win the division... And they don't even make the playoffs, let alone get into the playoffs and get bounced in round one. He done, yo. Let me give him one of those. Unbelievable, Jose. And again, I didn't bet on the game. Uh, you know, are we going to have Bethy on today, Robin? Yes. We will have an insider, a Buffalo Bills insider, joining us on this program. Nice. And it'll be a female Buffalo Bills insider. Someone with inside Ooh. connections to not only the Buffalo Bills, the team and but the history, but the Pagula family that owns the Buffalo Bills. Are you the same family owned the Sabres? Yes, they own the Sabres. That is great hockey action, though, yo. Speaking of hockey yeah, action, we've had another firing already. The NHL, oh. they don't waste any time when it comes to firing coaches early in the season. What? What? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we, uh, we lost him. Jose's phone line just crapped out. It's hard to keep up with all the firings in the National Hockey League. Ridiculous. And the NHL is now mulling some rules changes. They want more offense in overtime. Did you know that, Robin? I did not know that. Yes. The National Hockey League, and we'll get it back to football in a second, is considering to change some rules to create more offense in the overtime games. At their meetings in Toronto today, the league's GMs discussed potential tweaks to the three-on-three overtime period. 
I need to play a little hockey music in here first, Rob. Let me, get, let me whip out my, excuse me, while I whip out my hockey action music here. First of all, we're not hearing enough of that in the NHL because they don't like the lap in the overtime. So the NFL's current format, if you're scoring at home, they see teams tied after the regulation play five minutes of three-on-three sudden death hockey. If the score remains tied after the game, then they go to a shootout, which we have in Philadelphia every night. Unfortunately, it's not at the Wells Fargo Center. It's on the streets. That's not the kind of shootouts people want to see. And they don't even want to see the ones in hockey. So, quote, this is from Arizona Coyotes general manager Bill Armstrong. The purpose of overtime, eh, is to end the game before the shootout, and we need to make sure that continues to progress. Colin Campbell, the NHL vice president of hockey operations, yo, said the league still supports the three-on-three format and hasn't discussed any major overhauls to overtime. Quote, we haven't gotten to whether it should be longer or whether we should get rid of the shootout. We don't mind the format. The GMs instead focused on how to create more scoring chances during the three-on-three overtime, which has become more meticulous and less chaotic in in its nine years of, of existence. The bigger gripe, players possess the puck for too long outside the attacking zone area. So guys, some teams on the road, they'll say, hey, we want the tie. Because, you know, you get a point. We want the point. So even if you tie at regulation, the team does it. The team that loses, if there's a loser in a shootout, which there is, then you get an overtime loss or an overtime tie. They have all these stupid additions to the, to the standings. So they want tweaks. Much of it's focused on players circling back into their own zone with the puck to regroup before rushing up the ice again. So it's becoming a puck possession game, Robin. Winning the draw is a big thing. Mm-hmm. The coaches are very good and players are good and they're finding different ways to do things. So now they're going into that stall game. But they want to make sure that the exci- excitement's still there. They don't right. want to see guys win this face off and then go back and circle right. around. No, no, no. If you want to hear people circling back, you watch the White House press conference every day <laughs> because they never give you an answer. They have to circle back and talk to somebody else. So it, it's interesting. They want juice. They want some extra juice, Robin. And who doesn't like the juice? Oh. You know what I'm saying? I love me some extra juice. So including restricting a team from skating back into their own zone, almost creating a half-court version of the three-on-three overtime. And that's what people have been uh, putting a timer. So now like they do in baseball, the pitch clock, you got to pitch a certain amount of seconds. Mm -hmm. So they want to put a shot clock in there when the guys go into the zone. So now you got to have the guys in between the glass. They're timing how long the puck's in the... uh, Pucks in the offensive zone or in the defensive zone. We could put a shot clock in there, but they don't want to stop playing for violations. We want to have we don't want to have more face-offs. So the GMs who believe allowing players to regroup in their own zone uh, ends up creating better chances than it prevents. So that's what they're arguing about now. We have hockey action. That's all I care about. So anyway, that's the latest today from the NHL meetings. In the NHL meetings, I mean. Why do they? Why don't they go like to? Well, why don't they go out to a nice warm weather climate? Where do they have this meeting today? Did they have it in Toronto? I mean, the Arizona Coyotes GM was talking about it. Let's go to a man who understands the game of hockey. He's been the Florida Panther game. He's been the Flyer game. He's been to a Tampa Bay Lightning game. The great Trevor from the two hundred three. Trevor, do you like this idea? Do you like seeing the players circling around in their own zone in overtime so they can go to the shootout and take the point on the road? Yeah, let's, let's do that anyways. Let's bring back the two-line pass, too, anyways. Let's, let's, let's put more scoring down and get bring back a two-line pass 
back anyways and tell um, this new guy who wants to put a shot clock in for the for overtime's an idiot anyway. It's an That's outrage. Bonehead move. So, for that in the OHL, it's, it's a major outrage. Uh, by the way, last night was the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Yes. For the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's why all that's why all the NHL people were there. Ah. They go to that, that's why they come down to Southwest Florida, South Florida, like West Palm Beach or maybe Fort La- Lickerdale yes. during the, the March GM Exactly right. So, and who doesn't want to go to Fort Lickerdale so, in the go. middle of November right before Halloween? Yes, uh, the great, the great, they call him King, Hen- King Henry. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Heinrich Lundquist, so, one of the three goalies inducted last yes, night. Tom Barrasso, too, also, that favorite, uh, everyone's favorite Pittsburgh Penguins. Goal. And Mike, don't forget Mike Vernon. Credit. Don't forget Mike Vernon. That, that's true. But we got to give credit to Hitch, Ted Hitchcock, probably my favorite Flyers head coach of all time. That that should have won that should have went to the O three O four Stanley Cup final because we would have spanked those Calgary Flames and we would not be doing a, a, a drench right now for the Philadelphia Flyers Cup run right now. You yeah, know and I you mean? know uh, Mike Vernon, you know he won the Cup with the Flames back in eighty yeah. nine and then ninety seven with the Red Wings. Yeah. But he had to, he's been eligible since two thousand and five. Yeah. And what are they what are they trying to be now like baseball where they don't want to put anybody in the Hall of Fame? It's an outrage. Mike Vernon was is a Hall of Fame. <laughs> A goaltender, for God's sake. It's also an outrage that Jeremy Roenick has been retired since 2009, and they, those dope hockey writers won't vote in number 97 in your program and number 27 in your, also in your program and number one in your hearts. Also, also an outrage, too, also. Exactly right. But the Golden you know Knights went to the White House, and Joe Biden said, what are the Golden Knights? Uh, do we have statues of them here in Washington, and are they going to ban them and take them down? But that's what's going on. So the Golden Knights went to the White House today, and uh, Biden uh, joked about his sagging poll numbers and thanked the Golden Knights for their role in helping the city recover from the mass shooting and all the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's good. I I hear you on that. I hear you on that as well. At least least Biden is trying to grab something for the Vegas because we all know Washington, D.C. does not have that much anyways. Exactly right. Anybody willing to get the hell out of Washington right now is smart. You know what I'm saying? And by the way, your Hurricanes threw it back with the Hartford Whalers uniform. Did you see that story? You're- I'm an outraged by that. As someone from Connecticut, they should not be wearing the, the Hartford Whalers jerseys. Sweaters. They should stay in Hartford and forever. The sweaters. Sweaters. They should not be even... And they're also wearing Cooper Ross, too, in the, in the warm-ups, too. So, please. This is why I... I and people ask me why I hate the Carolina Hurricanes. This is why they want to get more people to buy Hartford Whalers merch because they could not have anyone else buy it back in the nineties. But we'll buy it. But I'm not going to because it's an outrage that Carolina is going to wear it on ice. All right, right. listen. I hate to cut you short, but we have a special guest on, and a man I haven't spoken to in a while because Tony. um, Okay. Um, we are going to quickly go to commercial break. A quick two minute break. Because two minute break. When I think of the Buffalo Bills. There's a lot of names out there, but a guy that I've known for a long time, and I think we need him to address what's going on Absolutely. up there in Buffalo. The great Steve Tasker is going to join us in two and two. We'll be right back. You're listening to Tony Bruno Sports Network. Tony didn't invent sports radio. He perfected it. 
AutoZone is more than a parts store. It's where we help you solve problems like, sorry I'm late, my battery died. And, I need a jump again. At America's number one battery destination, you can find the right battery at the right price with options starting at only $89.99. And we offer free battery testing and charging whenever you need it. Get the parts and help you need to get the job done right at AutoZone. Restriction. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Do you know what brand sells the most work shoes in America? Skechers. Why? Skechers has the best-looking safety toe and slip-resistant shoes around. They've got superior quality and simply incredible prices. But many people get them just for the style. So you can enjoy tough, steel-toed protection and slip-resistant soles anywhere, even if you don't need them for work. And since they're Skechers, you know they're going to be comfortable with Skechers' exclusive air-cooled memory foam. Find your new pair of Skechers safety toe and slip-resistant work shoes at a Skechers store, at Skechers.com, or wherever work shoes are sold. Now back to the biggest sports network on the planet, the Tony Bruno Sports Network. Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one man I wanted to talk to today to discuss the situation unfolding up in Buffalo. Guys should be in the Hall of Fame, and I've been, I've been beating the drum forever for this man one of the greatest players, great broadcaster, does his own podcast. In fact, I think he just got off the air up in Buffalo. And they've got to be visibly, visibly shaken, not because it's cold, because it's not even cold yet. But the great Steve Castor joins us now. Steve, I haven't talked in a long time. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. It's great hearing from you. It's good to see you. Good to hear from you. Well, you can see me, too. I mean, we have a camera on, but nobody yeah, yeah. wants to see me, Steve. I'm not a good-looking man like you are. and still are. And, you know, I had like five phone, phone numbers on you. And called every single one of them. And finally, the one was a female. We were leaving a voicemail. And it turned out to be your wife, Sarah. So that we finally right. found you. And then she, she got up, gave you, she gave us, uh, she gave you her number. And, or we gave her your number. Yeah. And she gave However, us our it number. Worked. It worked. And then you called in. And I thank you because I know you're doing your own show. That had to be crazy yeah. today in Buffalo. What's the, what's the mood up yeah. there? Well, it's it changed drastically from last night until this morning when the when the offensive and you know what it's like you know Tony when your team starts to struggle uh, and you've got this quarterback like Josh Allen it's not going so well the offensive coordinator is is absolutely front and center and people have been calling for him uh, for big changes in some way shape or form and giving him uh, Ken Dorsey um, and firing him has changed the attitude in Buffalo greatly. Uh, now they feel like uh, they can, you know, unleash the beast uh, and let Josh Allen play a little bit. And I think, I don't know whether it's right to blame Ken Dorsey. How do you ever know, you know, except that uh, we'll see what the results are going forward. And the interesting thing about Dorsey, you know, he replaced Brian Dable, who was the defense uh, offensive coordinator up there in Buffalo. And then he got the Giants gig and then they elevated Ken Dorsey, and now Ken Dorsey is fired for Joe Brady, you know, who's been elevated up as right. the offensive coordinator. And I agree, you have to make a decision. Obviously, the Bills five and five. Nobody expected this, and the turnovers. But we'll we'll 
will Joe Brady be any better than Ken Dorsey, or is it just a mindset thing? Uh, it could be both. I mean, here's the thing. I think one of the problems with the Bills' offense was that it was a little bit too predictable. That doesn't mean they knew exactly what was coming, but they knew there was a short menu of plays out of motions and set formations and personnel groupings that they, they were only going to see a small list of plays out of each one of those, and teams were starting to jump in. And once you know they start to get a, a tip on maybe what they think kind of play you're going to run – one of two or three different plays you're going to run, they start guessing and it makes those windows even tighter, makes the plays even harder to make. And as a result, the Bills offense looked like it was really fighting an uphill battle every single week. And of course, when the windows become small and, or guys jump, um, you know, turnovers happen. They get hands on the ball. They get, uh, you know, in the throwing lanes, they got to, he's got to pump the ball or pull it back down or try to make an incredible throw. Um, so it led to it, I think it did aid in some of the turnovers they were they were suffering from. So uh, whether it's a new mindset or whether there is some things offensively that they can do a little bit better with schemes, uh, with a little bit more unpredictability, with a bigger menu of plays out of certain sets and motions, we'll see. But certainly it, it takes the sting out of last night. And uh, I think the, the main narrative out of Buffalo now is hopefully it's not too late at five and five. They have to win a ton of games coming down the stretch, but they might. Well, they got a tough schedule too. And you look at the teams that obviously everybody's talking about, the bills were right up there. You know, obviously Baltimore was playing great and they, but last week they were the best team in football. The week before that it was the Eagles and then it was the 49ers and they lost three in a row and then they won. But the bills now at five and five, Steve, as you know, I mean, they got a tough schedule. I know they got to play Dallas and the Eagles in the next couple of weeks. And so the pressure's (laughs) on now because they, they're really, they're, they're really up against it. I mean, they're going to have to go on an unbelievable run and win some games against pretty good teams to even think about being in the postseason. Right. They got, I think you got to get to 10 wins to know that you're going to get in the playoffs. And they got to go five and two against the Jets, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Chargers, and then the Patriots and Dolphins at the end. I mean, it's, a, it's an unbelievable schedule. They got a bye week sprinkled in there, but they got the Jets at home. Then they go to Philadelphia. Then after the bye, they go to the Chiefs. Then they host the Cowboys. Then they go to L.A. I mean, yeah. Uh, now, certainly the Bills feel like, and rightfully so, they can beat all those teams. But, man, one after the other after the other, that's a big ask for anybody. So uh, while the offensive coordinator move today was, I think, in most quarters, uh, an inevitability almost after the fact, um uh, it's a it's a long road to hoe to get down to the other end of this field. And the amazing thing about you know the Josh Allen era, which has been phenomenal, I know everybody you know you look at his touchdowns, and now everybody's looking at the interceptions. Just like the Philadelphia Eagles, my favorite team, Jalen Hurts turns the ball over a lot, but they somehow find a way to win, and they're eight and one. You turn the ball over as a quarterback, you're always going to be you know the target of well, he fumbles it too much and he throws too many interceptions. But in the case of Josh Allen, this has really been Buffalo's best chance because I, I, I went back and looked at the names of guys since you played and went to all those Super Bowls, and there's no doubt Josh Allen is the closest thing to a no-doubt-about-it Super Bowl guy kind of guy that you guys have had in Buffalo since Jim Kelly, right? I mean, is there anybody else oh, yeah. that, that comes close to being, yeah, now is our chance. We got this window. We can win a Super Bowl finally. With with, uh, with you know with with Josh Allen, 
No, not for not for a stretch of period that gone get went beyond a month in a in a regular season. You'd get a run from maybe Drew Bledsoe back in the early two thousands. Maybe Fitzpatrick could give you a couple of games uh, when he was here in Buffalo, but nobody uh, really gave you any kind of chance that you were going to have an era where you got a guy that can take you the distance the whole time. And like Jalen Hurts in Buffalo. You know, yeah, they turn it over. Hurts and Josh Allen, they do turn it over a lot. But nobody cares when you're scoring 30 points. Nobody yeah. really cares. Let it, That's cool. Let them play. Um, when your offense can turn it loose and score touchdowns, a turnover here and there, hey, it's worth the price of admission. Let's go. But when you stop scoring touchdowns and only score 20 points a game, 25 points or 18 points or 14 points, that, then it's a problem. And it's a legitimate problem. But like like you say, when you're scoring points and winning games, nobody cares how many times you turn it over. So that's the that's the double-edged sword of that. Yeah, take the chances, score the points, but if you turn it over and we lose, then you stink. The great Steve Tasker. And yeah, the Brills haven't scored more than 25 points since week four. And that's the thing. You know, when you got an offensive machine, but the defense has had some injuries. Again, I'm not looking for excuses. People always say, that's an excuse. The defense has had a lot of guys banged up. And so that doesn't help either. And then all the weight goes on to the offense and Josh Allen. I mean, that, that play at the, at the end of that first quarter, Steve, when you know they, they wanted the ball back and they were using their timeouts, and you're thinking, okay, it's still a close game, a couple of points here and there. You know, let's, let's stop the clock and try to stop Russell Wilson. They kick the field goal. They, they kick the field goal, and then all of a sudden, they get the ball back, and you're thinking, okay, they left too much time for Josh Allen, and then boom interception right. on the first pass and that really right. took the but, but the Bills still came back and had the lead in the closing seconds that's what's really got to be the biggest frustration of last night right yeah I mean the Bills turned it over four times the defense gave up six points off of four turnovers that's an outstanding effort by them and they really have played extremely good football now they were a top five top three maybe a number one defense overall at different times under Leslie Frazier as defensive coordinator but most Bills fans will tell you they like this defense of Sean McDermott's better um it just it's just more dynamic it is not a re, re a read react defense it's more of an attacking defense and when it was healthy they were churning out sacks and turnovers at a really high rate and it made it everything easier but then daquan jones goes down matt milano goes down tredavious white goes down uh and other guys have been in and out of the lineup uh it's been an issue uh, it's been an issue now with the injuries, but they gave an absolutely outstanding effort last night. And despite, you know, giving up some yards and a, and a pass interference penalty to give the Broncos a chance to tie it, having 12 men on the field on special teams is embarrassing. And that is, you know, that's the one lasting note about this game that they, the guy missed a yet another kick in that game. And they gave him a second shot at it by having too many guys on the field. What a crusher! And that's you know, so that's where they're at. Did uh, did uh, Niagara Falls freeze over last night after that? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> at least the American side did. <laughs> you know, listen, I love the American side, but everybody knows, you know, the 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 Canadian side is a much better view. We all know that, right, Steve? Yeah. Even Buffalo the Canadian fans. side, the Canadian side's the spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See, I haven't I haven't seen you talking now. Obviously, you were doing football. You were doing. Uh, CBS stuff. So what are you doing? I know you still live yeah. in Buffalo and you're still a, yeah, yeah. In well, the Lord. podcast you the podcast you referred to is One Bills Live. It's a it's an app, it's a radio show that we're on the air here in Buffalo AM and WGRM 
550 sports 550 uh we're on the air from one to three every every day and uh and actually it's a bills production i'm a i'm a total bills employee at the point at the moment i was i did it my last year at cbs and then uh then just did start doing this full time so i don't have to travel or anything anymore so i work for the team we have a radio show all day or two hours a day every day and um, we're in the building uh, with them. So it's uh, it's been great. Uh, it's been a fun team to cover. The team's treated me great. And uh, and I'm, I, I got to tell you, after all, I just Tony, I just celebrated my 37th anniversary from the day I got picked up off waivers wow. in 1986. And I'm still rattling around this old building. But the good news now, Steve, and I, when I worked with you back in the ESPN days in the 90s, right after you retired, oh, yeah. uh, the bottom line is we've been all saying that. You are the greatest special teams player in history. Everybody will honor, agree to that. And finally, it looks like you've made the, the semifinalist for the 12-person seniors committee, and you may be one of the guys that finally gets that gold jacket in 2024. How are you feeling about this, and what did you, when did you find out that they, uh, they finally have – well, you've been eligible, but it's, it's yeah. because you passed the, 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 the – whatever it is. But the now you, the, day, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's the 60 seniors, coaches, and contributors – who get to decide on which guys that have been left out and have passed their expiration point get to be put into the Hall of Fame, and you're one of the 31st semifinalists. That's got to feel good, finally. Well, I mean, you can imagine it's an honor. Um, it's humbling, and it's, it's, it's really ultra cool to be in that conversation. Um, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, it's humbling, and it's awesome, uh, but... I trust those guys, the process of those, I, I would not change anything about my career. It was awesome. Uh, I know people, when I tell them I'm one of those Buffalo bills that lost four straight super bowls, they always act like I had a death in the family, you know? So, um, but, but it was really cool. I had a chance. I said hello to Jim Kelly last night, had, uh, gave him a hug, saw him at the game. Thurman Thomas was in here with us today, gave him a hug. It's just, um, it was a gift. The whole league, my whole experience was a gift. And to have the old guys consider me for that honor is is beyond cool. Um, I'm, it's thrilling and it's awesome. So thanks for bringing it up. And by the way, I just you telling me that's the first I heard about it. So thanks. Oh, you didn't hear? So it, so this must have been breaking today, then, right? I don't. No, know. No, no, no. This I, is this, this no is idea. no. They did it in they did it in July that you are in the you were in the semifinals. From the senior coach contributors category, and they're gonna they're gonna pick, you know. And the one thing about the NFL Hall of Fame, and I know people, I disagree with people who say there's too many guys. The NFL is the only league that doesn't punt. I mean, they try to get people. They want walking ambassadors. When we go to the Super Bowl, and I've been to forty of them now, Steve. When I go there, I love seeing the guys, the old school guys, wearing their jackets. Players that I watch, players that were even before my time walking around proudly wearing their Hall of Fame gold jackets. And it means a lot. And I think these are walking ambassadors, which football does. Like baseball does, it seems like they don't want to put anybody in the Hall of Fame. But the <laughs> NFL does. And I think that's, that's tremendous. But there's a lot of big names out there. You know, you got Otis Anderson, Carl Banks, Larry Brown, uh, Roger Craig, Billy White Shoes Johnson, Bob Kuchenberg. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so many players that are not in the Hall of Fame and, you know, and I always say you're either in the Hall of Fame 
from your career or you're not in the Hall of Fame. But at least the NFL has people like a good friend of mine, Harold Carmichael of the Eagles. You know, he played in an yeah. era when there were so many great wide receivers and the Veterans Committee finally put him in a couple years ago. And that's what players like you. I mean, you have, without a doubt, I don't think there's anybody who's ever watched you or has watched the NFL and how the Hall of Fame works doesn't acknowledge you. And we've been putting punters and, and place kickers in why not the greatest special teams player of all time? That's what I've always said, and everybody who supports you says. Well, Tony, hey, man, where do I sign up? You're awesome. <laughs> no, whatever. I mean, I've been beating the drum for Steve Tasker for decades, man. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it. And listen, I, you got Sean McDermott, head coach of the Bills, has a saying he's used ever since he got hired. He goes, you got to trust the process. And if it happens for me, I will be beyond thrilled, no question about it. But if it doesn't, I am not bitter about it. I know that the guys who go in there are special, and I would agree with every single guy they have ever put in there. Um, the guys that are in there, the guys that are around that league are just some of the great guys of all time. And and like I said, it's humbling and flattering just to be in the conversation. So thanks for thanks for tooting my horn, but I, I got to tell you, man, it's – it, it has been awesome to me to be a part of the league for as long as I have. And like I said, it's been, it's been like 38 years uh, since, I, since I walked in as a draft pick. So it's been an, an enormous gift. I'm old enough to remember when you were at the Houston Oilers, for God's sake. <laughs> you are so old. You are so old. Tell me about it. You know, but I'm still having fun here, man. You know, I got my own I have my own sports network here in Florida where all the hey. Buffalo fans come to get away from until the season's over. When the season's over, they all come down here. You know how it works. The snowbirds, the Ontario license plates are all down here in Fort Myers, Florida. And, you know, awesome. I moved down here to retire, but then somebody sucked me back into doing this. But I'm loving it. I have my own sports network. And it's a lot of fun, and Robin's doing a great job. And I said last night, I said, "Man, I wonder what I wonder what's going on with Steve T. I know he's still in Buffalo, yeah. and I know, oh, yeah. and I was watching. I'm saying, you know, poor Buffalo, those four Super Bowls, and now they got yeah. an error here, you know, where the windows open, and they're in the mix. And you know, who knows what's going to happen next when you know when Josh Allen retires? Hopefully, he gets it back." And that's what everybody yeah. wants to see, because I feel bad for fans who are long-suffering fans, you know, like the Cleveland Browns and some of these other teams that never even get a chance to taste. Like the Cowboy fans who've been waiting 27 years since I was there in Arizona and watched them win. That's mm -hmm. generation. There are, there, are, there, are, there are people who are 27 years old that have no idea what a Super Bowl feels like in Dallas. And being a Philly guy, I feel bad for them, but not really a lot more than I do for the Buffalo Bills fans. Because you guys <laughs> went to four and didn't get one. And so the Cowboys got the last time they got to one, they won it. But unfortunately for the Cowboys, that's 27 years ago. But that's another story because, you know, we got to bash the Cowboys when you're an Eagle fan and it's the <laughs> NFC East. And it's a great division this year. And the Cowboys are good again and could be in the Super Bowl. So it's a lot of fun. So what you did, you did CBS for a long, long time. So last year was your yeah. last year. No, no, no. I've been uh, I've been back here in Buffalo. Well, I've never left Buffalo. So I've been here. I did CBS from 98 through. 19 or eight, yeah, 19, eight, 98 through 2018, 21 years I did it. And then, uh, and my last year, 2018, I started back doing the daily radio show here in Buffalo for One Bills, One Bills Live. Uh, and we're right here in the building with the team. So we're, we're a Buffalo Bills production. So we're on, we're on a local radio show from the building. And I've been doing that. And then the next year after that, I, I stopped doing CBS in 2019. And have been doing this full time ever since. It's been great. Beautiful. It's been great. Well, yeah. you, you you know, I've always 
we've always had great times together, and I always enjoy talking to you. And you were not only a great player, but a great broadcaster with a success. And your family's still up there in Buffalo, and it's going to get cold soon. Now, because you, you don't have problems, because at least Buffalo, when it snows, they can clear the roads. You know, like in Philly, they get an, half an inch and everything shuts down. But Buffalo knows yeah, how to handle right. snow. Just like Minnesota, we were there for the Super Bowl, and it snows every day, but the next morning the roads are cleared. So that's why I love cities like Buffalo and Minneapolis, St. Paul. When it snows, they know what the hell they're doing, Steve. Yeah, you're right. It is going to get colder. In fact, winter is due to arrive, I think, at about 5 o'clock today. And uh, so you won't be hearing from me. So I'm glad we got this in. (laughs) (laughs) That lake effect snow, when that lake effect snow comes in, man. You guys go out there and you clean that stadium. No, it's it's one of my favorite places. Oh, yeah. I love – as much as I hate cold weather – there's nothing like watching Bills games and Green Bay and Packer games where they still play outside and it's still a real man sport. Yeah. Tony, I'll tell you what, it's been great talking to you. And I, I'll tell you this, after all the nice things you said about me, it, it takes a, a long time to grow an old friend. And it's nice to hear from you, man. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. I want to see the Bills bounce back, man. I don't want to see you guys have to wait and draft another quarterback and hope that uh, that guy sticks. It's, it's, it's a lot harder than it looks. And we're seeing a lot of teams like the Jets and the Giants and so many other teams, you know, have to take a quarterback and then things somehow don't work out. At least the Eagles got Jalen Hurts now, yeah. so I'm happy about yeah. that. Yeah. It's, it, you can't do it without that guy. you got to have a guy that's better than just good. Uh, you don't have to have an elite guy. I mean, that'll happen once in a while. But usually the guy who takes your team to the Super Bowl, if he's there, he's special. Fine, man. We've all seen it. Uh, and you can find him anywhere. Holy holy cow. I mean, J- Tom Brady's in the sixth round. And, and, the, and the guy, how about Brock Purdy? I mean, yep. the guy came from nowhere. Uh, and then you got, you know, Stroud down in uh, – uh, T.J. Stroud down in, in Houston. Houston who oh, seems unbelievable. To be the real thing. unbelievable. Uh, and, you know, those are that's a team. Those are teams that they had their pick of the guys coming out. And some years you could pick any of them and none of them would be any good. And other years there's more than one. Uh, you got to go back a ways for that. But, yeah, the 83 draft and then the Ben Roethlisberger draft, they had, you know, multiple quarterbacks who were in the Hall of Fame. So it's fun of it and to see these young guys come out and make their mark in a league that's that's now, you know, such a part of our lives. The great Steve Tasker. Hope you get in, man. I'll be there. I'll see if you are you going to Vegas for the Super Bowl. You want to get out of Buffalo for at least you know I, Vegas I for the Super Bowl. Want, you know, I, I'll tell you this. I may be the only guy in the Western Hemisphere who has not been to Vegas. Are you so, serious? It, never. Yeah, it, it never. It may. I haven't even like connected on a flight in Vegas or anything. So wow. Uh, maybe it'll happen this year. I kind of doubt. It. Sometimes we'll go to the Super Bowl. We'll take the show out there. Uh, but I kind of I don't I don't know if I'll make it there or not. If the bills go, obviously I'll be there and I'll be I'll be drunk for a week. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I will be if I am uh, if I am I will be on the air and I will be drunk. So there beautiful. You <laughs> well, I'll be drunk too because now I run my own show. I don't work for anybody. I work for myself, and so my name's on the network. So I, I'm not going to fire sure. myself if I get drunk right. and I go on the air drunk. Who's going to fire me? Me? Nobody. Robin? You know what I mean? That's You have total control. Depends on how drunk you are, whether you'll fire yourself. It's nice to be seen. Steve, it's great to talk to you again. Thank you so much, brother. All right, Tony. Take care, my friend. There he is, the great Steve Tasker. How great is he, Robin? I've been so lucky, man. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have met and worked with and gotten to know and hang out with these guys and women. 
I was going to get my friend Beth Faber, the second biggest yes, Buffalo and Bills actually, person. Actually, she just called and she's ready to come on. She wanted to come on at the same time, but I couldn't cross the oh, streams. Oh, why couldn't you cross the streams, Robin? Because the connection on the other phone was bad. It's so. an outrage. So should we call her right now? and, and Yeah, uh, let's get a quick recap from Beth. Because Beth has been a Buffalo. She's born in Buffalo. She was in Miami and moved back to Buffalo. How many people who live in Buffalo moved to Miami and then moved back to Buffalo? That's what I don't understand. And that's why Beth, one of the great producers, she did the NBA on ESPN Radio Forever. We go back to the beginning. We had Bruce Murray on the show yesterday. She was there when I was there, when Bruce was there. And we all work with Steve Tasker. And Beth Faber joins us now. I don't know if you heard uh, Steve, Bethy, but you know we love Steve Tasker and you know we love you up there in Buffalo. I did not get to hear Steve. I wish I did. He, yeah, he was. Haven't awesome. you downloaded the free app of the Tony Bruno Sports Network, Beth? I have not. I need to do that. I need to download the app. I haven't done that. And it's free. I, you I don't even have to pay it. for it. It's free. You just go to. Just go to. You have an iPhone or, or Android? I have an iPhone. Then you go into iPhone. the app store and all you put in is Tony Bruno Sports Network, and bam. You get it instantaneously Bad. so you don't miss the Steve Tasker interviews or any of the other. The Bruce Murray was on yesterday. All the old ESPN oh, people. Yes. <laughs> wow, the gang's all back. Exactly. Hilarious. Phil Sims was on. I mean, Kevin oh, Harlan, all my friends. Uh, you know who's coming on later in the uh, 5 o'clock hour? The great Scott Hastings up there oh, in Denver. My God. So we can talk about the Broncos Bills and we can talk about the Denver Nuggets, who are the best team in the NBA and the champions. That's what I'm doing now, Beth. We finally I have finally have my own network. Uh we may hire you. Now, are you willing to move back down to Florida to work for the Tony Bruno Sports Network? Uh I'm willing to yeah, sure. To work for Tony Bruno? Absolutely. I, I'll I'll pack up. I just gotta get my, my kids on board. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I knew you well, well you came down here. It's funny, you came down because yeah. your mom comes down to Bonita Springs yeah. every year, right? And we were there, we saw you at Bonita Springs last spring. That's why it's called Bonita yes, Springs, because people go there in the springtime before it gets too hot. <laughs> it's beautiful in the spring, that's for sure. And it's beautiful in the winter, too, Beth, because it's going to get cold yeah. up there, man. That, Niagara Falls is going to freeze over, and then the climate change is going to uh, come up there, and nobody's going to be able to get out of their houses. And then you'll have to go and sweep the snow out of what I still call Rich Stadium, but, you know, up there. With, what's the name of the stadium now up there? Highmark Stadium. Highmark Stadium. Highmark. I can't yeah. keep track what of these stadiums. It was a terrible place for people to be last night, I'll tell you. Wow. Tell me about I it. I can't believe people had to sit there till the end and then get back in the traffic to drive home after this. People are so sad up here. It's crazy. But they got Ken Dorsey's uh, neck, so I guess they're a little bit calmed. Uh, Steve Tasker said that they've calmed down a little bit because, you know, when a team goes bad offensively, uh, you got to fire the uh, offensive coordinator and, and you know calm the uh, calm the tribe. You know what I'm saying? I guess I'm still wondering who is responsible for counting the number of guys on the field in the final field goal. I mean, who's that guy? I don't know. I agree, but I think you I think you should organize a march right down to the stadium <laughs> and go in and demand the Pagula family, who I know you know very well, and demand more heads and more scalps. You gotta make sure that yeah. you go in there and protect Josh Allen because as I said to Steve Tasker, I mean try, tell me the last quarterback since the Bills lost those four Super Bowls with Jim Kelly, who has gotten them even a sniff of potential Super Bowl opportunity than Josh Allen. 
No, Josh Allen has been amazing, but something doesn't look right this year. I, I don't know. I, but I, people came in with such high expectations this season. I mean, my neighborhood is crazy. Every single house has Bill's flags and signs. And uh, I mean, and, and people are, are shocked. I think most people up here are shocked because. Um, Especially when they came back, after point. they came back with all those turnovers and then have a chance, you know, to hang uh, on. And they had 12 guys on the field. He misses the uh, field goal. And then they get a second chance and win it. That's a uh, dagger. That was a dagger. It is a dagger. Yes, that was one of those we're all celebrating the missed field goal, and then you're like, oh, jeez. It was terrible. It's terrible. To great, great Beth Faber, who along with our buddy down here in southwest Florida, who's back down here. Beth, you know who that is? Who's that? Kenny Maurer. Kenny Maurer's back down here from Kenny Minnesota. Maurer, yes. He's fighting the good fight against the NBA, and you're still fighting your fight yes. against ESPN for I what am. they did to people like you, yes. longtime great employees of a major corporation who then took it away from you because you wanted an exemption for the COVID-19 Beth, vaccine. You, weren't you like one of the longest right. em, like tenured employees at ESPN? I would think so at that point. I know I was in radio for sure. Yeah. So I was uh, 29 years radio. Um, I loved ESPN and, and, you know, Disney was our parent company. And I really believed right up till the very end that they would find a way to accommodate me because doesn't Disney accommodate everybody? Exactly. You know? And when I had expressed my strong religious beliefs against um, uh, getting this mandate, I was willing to still test and mask and all the stuff I did during scary COVID when there was no shot available. And they, um, no, I, they, they didn't, um, they terminated me. Well, no, I, they, I had a choice, get the jab or choose to be, uh, to voluntarily separate yourself from the company. I think is how they worded it. Yeah. That's such BS. Well, I know you and Kenny Maurer, especially Kenny Maurer, the NBA official, they did the same thing to him and he's got a lawsuit going on. You have a lawsuit going on other ESPN employees, you know, who wanted the exemption and didn't get it. And I hope you win because I'm not against the companies doing this. I just think that people, some people were allowed to do it. I and am. some people I'm against are. the companies. Well, I mean, I mean I, no, listen, I, 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 I love ESPN too. I mean, ESPN was good to me and Beth and all these people who got to meet and work with a lot of great people. But I agree when a company screws over the employees and then allows other people not to go abide by the same rules, that's wrong. That's not yes. equality or equity or anything else. It's an outrage is what it is, Beth. Well, the most important thing to me, I mean, I have three children, um, that a company can mandate an experimental medical procedure that, be, that falls against somebody's religious beliefs in order to keep a job is so horrific. Um, we can't let our children go through this with their employers as they grow older. People have to respect the freedoms of our Constitution. The freedom of religion is a big one. And it's a, it's a scary thing that big corporations were allowed to trample over the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and freedom of religion, and, and, and people need to stand up against it. And I hope, I hope that um, more and more people stand. If something like this rolls around again, I hope more and more people stand and aren't quiet about it. And especially all the stuff we're learning as a result of what happened after all the evidence came out. I, you know, I took the two vaccines because of my grandkids, and then I had hell- hellacious 
uh, side effects for two years and wind up having a heart attack on vacation. So again, I don't tell people what to do with their bodies if they want to do it. But if you work for a company that doesn't respect that, that's an outrage. And I will stand with everybody who lost their jobs or was forced to quit because of the mandates. And it's bullshit. And I will continue to stand and fight for you, Kenny Maurer, and anybody else who was put through this after being a longtime employee. Kenny Mowry, one of the greatest officials in NBA history, did more finals than anybody else. And you, one of the original people at ESPN Radio with me and Bruce and everybody else, having to leave your job and then have to try to find employment when you were their NBA person. You set up all the NBA, the NFL stuff for ESPN. And I think what they did to you is an absolute criminal act. And I hope you beat them and take them down. Take them down hard, Beth. (laughs) take them down (laughs) well i just i really i just know that god is on my side in this one and i'm so sorry for people like you that may have been affected negatively by the shop and i think that um god is really shining the light on a lot of stuff to try to wake a lot of people up but um i he's he's guiding my steps and um i had no uh you know no plan really on where to go next. I just knew I had to listen to his voice and what I was supposed to do. And that's where I am. So hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully things will turn out the right way and hopefully we'll protect our children from going through stuff like this in the future. Now the lawsuits are still ongoing, right? Because I know when you take on big corporations like Disney or the NBA, you know, they got tons of money and they want to keep this stuff on the download. I mean, they, 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 they withheld Kenny Maurer's pension because he refused yes. to take the shot. Yes. A guy who worked decades in the NBA. That. Yes, I had heard that. Yeah, the lawsuit. I mean, I you know what? I I'm leaving the legal stuff up to the law people. Right. Um, yeah, it seems it seems to take a really long time um, to get heard. You know, I can only speak my truth, and um, Allison Williams can speak hers, and and you know, and and we'll see where things lie. Um, you know. I, um, we had an initial hearing, but I don't know. We've heard nothing about that. I guess the judge is still determining what can be in and out of the suit. I'm not sure. Um, all I know is this, I do the same thing I've done for the, the past couple of years is I just pray for God to do the right thing and shine the light and, and, um, and that we're going to be able to protect people from something horrible like this happening in the future. Well, Beth, you're welcome down here anytime. I remember when I used to, when you lived in Miami and I was living up in Philly, I would come down and hang out on the beach down there in Surfside and all the other great locations. And, and you know, it, what's the name of that uh, private island that I actually got allowed to go on to that many people don't? Indians, what's it called? Indian Creek. Indian, Indian Creek. Creek. Indian Creek. Yeah, that was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't even allow Bill Clinton on there, I don't think. And I got to go on there and play some golf with all the muckety mucks. So. I'm honored. <laughs> you did. That's awesome. All right. Well, I will take you up on the Florida thing for sure. I'm ready. I'm hiring now, of course. I'll be in touch with you guys. We're looking for big time. And call the Pagulas. And you know, I know you know the family there that runs the Sabres and the Bills. Tell them if they want to invest in the Tony Bruno Sports Network, it is the next big thing. It's already the biggest sports network on the planet, according to the guy with the big voice who does my, uh, <laughs> my imaging. So tell them to invest down here. He can have all the properties in the cold weather in Buffalo, the Sabres and the Bills, but he needs a a Southwest Florida investment, and he needs to invest in this show so that you can come down here and be one of the muckety mucks down here. I think that's a fabulous idea. I'm going to see if I can pitch that for you. (laughs) 
Beautiful. You've got massive power up there in Buffalo, Beth. Steve Tasker will speak on my behalf oh, as well. Yeah. So uh, we, we got to go. I, I can feel. I can feel the momentum. I can feel right. the momentum shifting. All right. I'll call. I'll call Steve. We'll go make the pitch together. Exactly. As long as it doesn't <laughs> snow and you don't have, uh, you know, another lake effect blizzard coming in. I know the weather's getting colder, Bethy. I know it's getting colder. <laughs> it's a beautiful fall day today, but that doesn't mean anything as far as the next week or month is. Exactly but right. It's a beautiful fall day today. Well, thank you. There she is, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you. The great Beth Faber. Let's put I'm your hands together. What's that? I'll download my app. I'll download the app right now so you can hear the rest of the show, Beth. Okay. You can hear it on your phone. You can hear it on your TV. You can hear it in your car, your truck, your motorcycle, your tow truck, your, your snow plow. Everybody's listening to it right now. <laughs> right now. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Beth. Doing a little Vic Dick Vitale for us. There she is. Beth Faber. Let's give her a roaring round of applause. Yeah, fight the power, Rob. Crack it up, Robin. Crank it up. Fight the power. Fight the power. We're not going to let Big Brother trample our rights. We'll do whatever it takes, Robin. Fight the power. Fight the power. Damn right. Fight the power. Fight the power. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting, and now it's here. TBSN, the Tony Bruto Sports Network. Make some noise. Tune in at 7 a.m. and hear Pete Shepard till 10. And then Defoe and Luby from 10 a.m. till noon. And then the man himself, Tony Bruno, and the Tony Bruto Show starts at 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Martinez and company from 6 p.m. to 8. And we've got more to come. The Tony Bruto Sports Network. Download the app. Tell your friends the game is on TBSN. That's right. We blew right through the top of the hour commercials because we are we're we're not the power. We are fighting the power. And when we decide that we want to go and not play a commercial break, we do what we want. Right, Robin? Forget Jack FM, Jim FM, Jill FM, all these radio stations saying, you know, we do, we play what we want. We are the only station that plays what it wants. Fight the power. Speaking of fighting the power, a man who's been fighting the power and uh, fighting his hair and fighting everything else. But he's a beautiful looking man and he's one of our favorites. We were listening to some of the shows you hear played back on the Tony Bruno Sports Network. Some great memories with Luigi Curto, whether he was on with us on Blog Talk, whether he was on with us on... On uh, what was he uh, Twitch? I mean, he's been there every step of the way, and now he's up there trying to figure out what the hell is going on out there. The great Luigi Curto. What up, yo? Yo, what up? I was uh, I was driving along and I was listening to the program, and I heard you had Basker on, right? And I'm listening to the. I always see this. I met. He's great. He's awesome. 
one of those guys where, you know. Wait a minute, Luis. Hold on, hold on. We got to reboot the phone because I don't know what the hell's going on. But Robin's old phone doesn't work. So whenever it's, you don't have a guest on for a little while and then you go back to the phone, we're going to call you right back. Because it's, everybody sounds like, Luke, I am your father. So we're going to call Luigi. I'm right actually going to call him from the, uh, the hotline. Oh, we have a hotline Secret. now? The secret hotline the number. The super secret Testosto yeah. hotline. But you can call the regular line if you want to text 844-644-TONY. Hello? Hello? Now you sound like Luigi. You sounded Hi. like Darth Vader, man, or somebody who was low-key faded. Remember when Zeke was with the Cowboys? And he says, I'm low-key faded, right. bro. Well, and again, sorry, have you ever seen me and Vader in the same room at the same time? Absolutely nope. not. Nope. And I know That's one thing. I am not your father. No. Well, I could... I could be. I'm not sure. There's a, it's a numbers game, Tony. Yes, it is. Sometimes one's going to get by the goal. It happens. Well, you know, as, one, as a wise Italian man who is not neither you or me or Pete Shepard or some of the other great Italo Americans, you know what, what we say. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly uh, right, I know, man. I know other Italians say much vulgar things. Well, yeah, but we're, you know, this is a family than, show. This is a... Uh, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it's I was listening to to the interview with Steve with, with Steve Tasker had on who I I too met once and he was he's fantastic and um, he always has a lot of great things to say and Steve was uh, you know he's he's the kind of guy that you know you you need a Steve Tasker in your team in order to to get to four straight Super Bowls. Yep, he's not going to lose them for you. That's not his fault. But when it, like he's a guy that he's everybody every team needs a Steve Tasker s type player. There's only one Steve Tasker. There's only ever going to be a guy like that who can sustain what he did for so long yep. with that kind of a niche in the NFL. But, I mean, that guy, he, he was pivotal in every single win that franchise ever had. Absolutely. And, you know, and you, you know feel I mean? bad for those fans. Because I feel bad for those, those Bills fans. I mean, they four Super Bowls. Imagine going to four Super Bowls, and if they had if that field goal had gone straight, if if they didn't go wide right in the first one. Yeah, if Norwood, yeah. You know, they probably, I don't know if they win multiple ones, they would have gotten that monkey off their back because that was a game they could have, should have, would have won. And then, of course, it seemed to like be the pressure. And then the pressure mounted the next year when they were back in the Super Bowl. And the year after that, imagine going to four Super Bowls and not being able to win it. And so that's why I respect Steve. You know, he's not a guy who says, I should be in the Hall of Fame. But people like me and others who saw him play and saw what a great player he was, you know, th- these are the people that know that he does belong. And I'm glad the veterans, at least they're going to give him a, a look and hopefully put him into Cooper's, uh, Cooperstown, into Canton, Ohio, uh, when we go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas in a couple of months. Yeah, he's also a guy, too, where, where I heard him saying that. Um, I, I love that saying, too, but he, he's a guy. Here's a guy. There's a guy. Right? That's what we say in the NFL talk, right? Yeah. But, he, but he's, he's one of these players where he said himself, he's like, you know, I don't want guys to put me in there for whatever reason. Like, you know, I think everyone that in, is in there deserves to be in there, and I'd vote for them to be in there and fight for them to be in there because they're special players, right? And that's the thing about a guy like Steve Tasker is he's not a guy who just gets in there because, he, you know, it, 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 was, it would be cute to put him in there. Like, that dude deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, like, bar none. Like, he is a football player through and through, and there's no one else like him, and that's why he deserves to be in there. That's why. And he's plus, he's a great human being, too. I mean, you know, there's a lot yeah, of great players, you know, that I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying that, you know, that there are some people who are not – Super duper good people like Steve Tasker. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Most yeah, people I, are good. I, most people are good-natured, and most people don't get in trouble. And I'm not just talking about play- – but there's a lot of players who are great players, and I'm talking about personality-wise, you know. But Steve, you know, he's one of those guys he, – he was nice to everybody, when he, even when he was playing. And he was – you know, the guy's one of the all-time greats. And so when I meet players, regardless of what team they're on or whether I like their team or not, you know, you, you respect those guys because they show fans respect. And so that's why I love the guy. Do we dare say he's a Hall of Fame player because he's a Hall of Fame human being? Do I think that should be in. I, when, they, when they vote for Hall of Fame, it shouldn't just – because obviously your stats don't change. That's the thing that bothers me, that bothers me about Halls of Fame when, you know, they wait 10 years – like, you know, Barry Bonds is not in. And, I, and, you know, and, and the other guys during the steroid era. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Fame player. And so you're either a Hall of Famer or you're not. Your statistics don't get any better or any worse – each year that passes. You're not gaining more yards. You're not making more special teams tackles. You are where you are. And I know, and there shouldn't, again, I don't want everybody who's ever played in the Hall of Fame, but when there's a no doubt about it person, and everybody agrees there's a no doubt about it person, they got to be in. It's that simple. Yeah, and football, be- at least, football at least puts people in, doesn't keep them out like baseball. Baseball's the worst. They don't want anybody going in the Hall of Fame yeah, because these douchebag sports writers, the, you know, these ba- the people who vote for the Baseball Hall of Fame, most of them are fat old guys who couldn't even run a block, let alone to well, first base. They're the ones with the power to keep people out based on their political beliefs or their sanctimonious, self-indulgent uh, importance. They're not important. They're lucky to have a vote, and right. for them and to keep also, people out, to keep people out because they don't like the person, or you, they didn't give you an interview one time. You should never have that power as a layman, somebody who's never played the game, to vote on the history of a player after he's retired. Absolutely, that's a right. joke right there. That's here is here is my only my only comment on on that whole thing about you. What you just said, uh, you know, you said some of these writers lucky to have a vote, right, Tony? My only. The only thing I'll say about that is, is that they're also lucky to have a job because what they should be doing is going to the people like McGuire and Sosa and Bonds and saying, thank you. Thank you for saving the sport that no one was watching anymore that enabled me to still have something to write about on a day-to-day basis and collect a paycheck, and now I'm going to keep you out of the Hall of Fame. Yep. Thank you, by the way. Thank you, because you, I, I, you are a hypocrite. If you cash the check... When you wrote about McGuire, Bonds, and Sosa, and then you keep them out of the Hall of Fame, you are a hypocrite. That's what you are. I agree. I agree. And I've had these. I've had arguments with because every year there would be because they didn't want. Remember, they they didn't want to put in in the Baseball Hall of Fame. They didn't want to be unanimous. Remember, because nobody yeah. was ever put in unanimously, and so because they had that stupid rule, uh, they had to keep that tradition going. Oh, we you know if Babe Ruth didn't get in unanimous, and so then finally. Finally, and every year there would be one or two writers that nobody's ever heard of who would proudly say, I didn't vote him in. And then that person justifiably, the, the ones who had the balls to go on on interviews and take the heat that they deserved, to trying to explain why they, they were the one or two people that didn't vote for a guy who was a no doubt about it, first ballot Hall of Famer, and they're the ones who did it. And they were like thumping their chest that they had this power. Nobody should have that power. We don't have a sport. If they didn't do what they did, that's why I played fight the power. That's why I played. Do you have fight? Did you were you raising your hands up when I played fight the power? What's that? Was I, were no, you running no, out no, onto no, the streets no. of South Philadelphia 
and screaming "Fight the Power" when I was no, playing I, "Fight the Power." No, I, I was I was stuck in traffic on the streets of South Philadelphia, yelling "Fuck this bus!" <laughs> How about move that bus? Move, move that bike. bus, Robin. Who said not move the, that the, bus? Not the Venga bus. No, 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 not the ba- or not the Bang bus either. Not the Bang bus either. It was the Home the Improvement bus Show. Bus. Who was the dude that had, was on that? So it was, uh, Home Improvement. It wasn't Home Improvement. They would like redo yeah, yeah. somebody's house, and he had a weird name, and he's yeah. still out there. He's still doing other stuff. Yeah, talking about like Bob Beeler, right? No, no, no. This is a guy when they did, they would they would take a family, move them out of the house, and then they have all all go in there. And oh, then they would put a bus. They would put a. That's called a sheriff's sale. No, no, no. They don't do that. Now, if you steal Ty some. Ty Pennington. Ty Pennington. Remember him? And then I at the end that. of the show, they would have a bus in front of the house and bring the family back. And then the big chant was, move that bus. In Philadelphia, you can't chant that because the bus don't move. Everything's busted. Everything's busted up there, Luigi. And I demand I'm answers. I'm aware. And we were talking about baseball, but then all this, I, this, segues, into, this segues into my thought process before I called. Because I, I I wanted to call after after Steve and talk about him for a moment, and then you had Beth Favors call in, right? Who I've had, I've had the, the privilege in, of, of hearing on the air with you several times, right? She's she's a really great person, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I gotta follow Steve, and then I gotta follow Beth. This is like batting me third for the 1927 Yankees, Tony. You oh, absolutely, that, right? yo, absolutely, yeah, right. <laughs> you know that, right? That's what it would be. It would be removing Derek and inserting me. <laughs> I mean, that's be. exactly what my mission was there when I planned it this way. You know, what you I'm did saying? a great job there, Skip. You did a great job. <laughs> Good job. So did, uh, did, uh, I heard um, in the in the uh, the background, Kathy and Jerry were up too. They, they came down and they yeah, they no, they the they've been here for two around. weeks. No, because you know, they're, the Kathy's son is up in Orlando going to law school, and so Kathy's sister is up in uh, Northeast Florida as well. And Kathy's mom died last year, and we came down and you yep. know hung out with her and her sister. So she went to see her sister, her son, and then drove down here, and is going to stay with us the way the rest of the week because we're we're all leaving together on the same Avello flight Saturday morning from Fort Myers Airport down to Wilmington Newcastle Airport to make our way and back. What's the price? Back for a low low price of what? I don't know. Well, you know, you have to pay for the luggage and stuff, but it's still a great airline and it's a great airport here. You've flown into the airport here. It's one of the best airports in the country, Fort Myers Airport. And we're lucky to have it that close so we can fly anywhere. You can fly all over the world from Fort Myers. You know what I'm saying? No, bro. I hear you. Damn right. What are you guys doing for, how are you guys getting up from the airport? Uh, What do you mean? I got a rental car. Oh, I would have came to get you, man. I got to go down and see my grandkids. You're going to come down and then take me all the way down to Maryland and you chauffeur me around? Now, you are working for Lyft or, or Uber. Do you work for both now? No, time out. Time out. I ain't chauffeuring you around. I'll give you a ride. <laughs> oh, we're, bullshit, we're, we're then. What kind of friend is that, man? Baby, you sit in the front, asshole. I ain't chauffeuring you around. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my language. Come on, man. Come on. This ain't hired help. I'm just coming down to do you a favor. I'm Come on, man. I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get you to go see the children. You know, the children's. The little kids. Exactly right. The little Dominic the little and the little uh, Lewis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So what's what else is uh what was I gonna say? Um, 
So what are you guys going to be doing some programming while you're away? Or? And you know that's where we're working on. Robin got her computer back, so Kathy and Jerry did oh, pick it God. up. Even though Robin was ripping Best Buy. Well, they had to. They actually had to go to the counter. There were several people that were all there just to pick up stuff, and they were being made to wait, which is a total outrage, especially when they told you to just come on down and pick it up, and they didn't mention anything about making an appointment. And but they finally got it, right? They, and you Kathy, made a big deal about it on the air. Like, well, because Kathy had to, like, she had to use her Amazonian stature and say, hey, do you know whose computer this is? Bitch she, better have my yeah. laptop. I think that's it. Did she follow it up with, do you mind if we dance with your dates? By the way, Luigi, who do you like tonight? Now we got... We got college football. College give, me this, give, me the, give me the whole slate. Give me the whole give me slate. The whole slate. Give me the whole slate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, we're, laughing, I'm, we're laughing right now. People don't understand like the stuff that happens behind the scenes sometimes, and like off air. And that's why the inside jokes that we're laughing about. It's just like it's how like, about the how got how about your Toronto Raptors last night? Everybody was betting on the Wizards in that NBA game last night, and the Raptors were down twenty three to the Wiz. And they come back to win with a 21 to 1 run down the stretch. And that, that Siakam kid, he's pretty damn good. 39 uh, points. Siakam. Yes, exactly. He had 22 points in the fir- fourth quarter when the, when the Raptors went on a 21 to 1 run to win that game. They were also down 22 to San Antonio a couple of weeks ago. And then they came back and won it in overtime. So everybody was jumping on the Wizards last night because they get big leads on teams, and then they can't hold on. So if you had them with eight and a half last night, you luckily still cashed that ticket on your Washington Wizards, even though they stink yeah. on ice. You know what I'm saying? They do stink on they, No, they, 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 they do stink on ice. You got the, the – here locally, Tony, you got the Sixers on a, a, a back-to-back with the Indiana Pacers here tonight. Um, they I'm got that floor that down time. now. Isn't this part of that the, the in-season yeah, – yeah. Yes. I saw the floor yes. painting. It looks like a bowling alley. I'm waiting for what's his name to come out and do the suck it thing. Remember no, the, the, bo- the, the, the yeah the halftime show the Bob Pantano Bob Pantano will come out there and do a line dance. It, yeah, That's halftime instead of the Sixers girls or uh, you know or, or, or some other stupid act, they're going to bring Bob Pantano with some turntables and get a bunch of cool mods from New Jersey yeah. from South Jersey to do the Soul yeah. City Soul City walking. Uh, the Cupid Shuffle, and then what's the yeah. other big line dance that they do in the, in Italian neighborhoods? They do the, the uh, Cupid Shuffle. They do the chicken dance. No, no chicken dance in that thing, <laughs> man. Come on. They do the Soul City Walking, right, which is a great line right. dance. They do the uh, – what's, what's the other one, Robin? <clears throat> this, is bad, um, this is bad line dance knowledge. The electric it? slide. The electric, yeah, the electric slide. slide. It's yeah, electric. Yeah. In fact, give me oh, a little electric. Good. Is that better than the cha-cha slide? Cha-cha slide or electric slide? That's a Cuban shuffle. Is it Cuban shuffle? No, it's the it's the cha-cha slide. It's a cha-cha sh- shuffle. I like I like the electric boogie oogie oogie. You know, that's that's the, that's the electric slide. Yeah, yeah. You can feel it. It's electric boogie yeah, well, oogie oogie oh, oogie. Sorry, I just I just I just got an I just got an, an email alert on my phone. Cha-cha is going to be at show and tell this weekend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding out for Kendra Lust to return. Two shows, Tony. Two shows. Now, Tony, you remember what this song is actually about? We found out. It's electric. Yeah, don't you remember? We yes, did a whole this segment? is a, this is 
This is a gay song. No, it yeah. has not, no, it has nothing no. to do with that. It, it, the, Me she's Tony were right to gay. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a negative way. She's talking. The, no, no, a, she actually way. wrote the song, and it's about a vibrator. If you listen, you're right. It's yeah. That's yes. a, you're exactly right. It's electric. No, it's battery operated. You know, because that long cord's a pain in the ass. Tony, that's, that's why it makes sense that only a dildo would dance in it. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, if you listen to the words, we did a whole word, show on this one time. Yeah. Listen to the entire, uh, the lyrics. Yeah, listen now. But listen. Oh, I can't yeah. do this without moving. Oh, yeah, baby. Going on a party ride. Oh, yeah, ride. No, they still have it. People still buy those electric power ones, man, because you're not going to lose unless you have the a power ones, failure. The battery ones run out, man. Well, the ones with a with a cord on it, those are really powerful, man. That's if you need a little extra, extra. Exactly. Yeah, well, you never know. You got to have a generator, man. You need to get off in a thunderstorm, man. You got to do what you got to do. Electric slide, baby. Slide it in. There it is. I can't, I can't believe this song really means that. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, there was a whole article about it. Yes. That's what... But but that's this insane. this is the array. But give me the cha cha slide. Okay, Robert. I'm gonna give yeah, you the cha cha slide. The cha cha slide slide is to me. Yeah, this is this is the one that you do on the cruise ship when you're like, you know, of a certain age and a certain <laughs> amount of chest hair hanging out of a shirt type of thing. <laughs> That's what you was do. That, you're, you're, you know. Was that Mr. C, the slide man? Is that who I don't did? know who did it, Robin. It's the cha-cha slide, it's called. Let's see. Cheapers. Let's see. Let's see if this is it. Yeah, I think. Featuring the platinum band. And this time, we're going to get That's. I don't think this is it, is it? Oh, it's a remix. It's a remix. Yeah, it's a remix. I want the original. Can you imagine DMX singing this? Okay, okay, okay. DMX's remix. Cha-cha, <laughs> Wow. Cha-cha slide. Boy, Robin, I'm never hiring you as a DJ at my wedding. Original. Oh, here we go. Cha-cha slide original live platinum band mix. Yeah, it's the original live platinum band. DJ Casper. This is a mix, though. Just play the damn song, and I'll tell you if it's it. Robin, let me give you some advice for a DJ. Just tell him I I don't take requests, sir. (laughs) We're just not playing any Macarena on the show, right? You play the Macarena, and I'm out. That's it, dude. <laughs> or Gangnam Style. You play Gangnam Style. I'm no, I love dude. Gangnam Style. Hey, really? You like Sorry? I'm not a big fan. We played uh, fan. actually on one of our best of shows that we're running when we're not on the air live here on the Tony Bruno Sports Network. We did play uh, William Hung. Remember that? Yeah. William Hung yeah. was one of the all-time greats. This is it. Here it is. This is the song. Here it is. Listen. Yeah. Turn it out. Yeah. yeah. To the left. To the left. Take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. Right foot, left stop. Left foot, Everybody get out of your car right now. Cha-cha now, y'all. Just get out in the middle of the road. Last time to get Shut it down. Everybody's going to do the cha-cha slide. Do you realize that all these... Take it back now, y'all. right here would still not be called a travel in the NBA. Exactly right. Right foot, two stops. Come on, Robin. Crank this son, bitch up. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Crisscross. Oh, I love crisscross. They're going to make it jump. Cha cha, real smooth. <laughs> Let's go to work. Okay. What? When he's talking, I have to turn it down. No, he's saying he's dancing in his car right now. Who isn't? 
You can't keep Quick, your hands still, your legs, your Quick, loins are hurting right hands now. On your knees, hands on your knees. Tell me when you're at a wedding or a sweet 16 and this song comes on, you don't all get on the floor. Come on, man. Yeah. This is where you talk, Luigi. Turn it out. You gotta talk during the. To the left. Take it back, now, y'all. Five hops this time. Five hops. Five hops. You can't be humping a 16 year old anymore. Right foot again. All right, Tony Bruno. Right foot, let's Wait a minute, Robin. How dare you shut this down? We got our afternoon well, happy freeze. hour party. It says freeze right now anyway. He told everybody to freeze. By the way, uh, you know coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, Luigi? Uh, I don't know who. The great Scott Hastings. Are you old enough to remember Scott Hastings playing in the National Basketball Association? I actually am old enough to remember that. Damn right. You know, he, you know which team he played for first? Let's see if people can first guess team? that. What was the first team that the great Scott Hastings played for in the National Basketball Association? What was that first year? What was his first year in the league? Do you know that offhand? Uh, I'll remember it if you tell me the first year. I'll tell you the uh, I'll tell you the original set. I'll give you a hint. He was drafted by your. I think he was drafted. I don't know if he was drafted by the Heat, but I know he played for Miami. He was drafted by the Nuggets. It looks like here in ninety two ninety three. That's I, I no, I'm sorry. No, he was drafted by the Knicks in 1982. So he was drafted by the Knicks. Then he went to the Hawks for a bunch of years. Then he went to the Heat in 88-89. Then the Pistons. And then the Nuggets in his last two years. And he stayed in Denver. And he became a talk show host there. Big six foot ten. You know, I mean, he was a power forward, man, back in the day. Scott Hastings. You know what I'm so saying? Yeah, man, what's, what's he coming on for? We're going to talk about, A, the Denver Nuggets, who, by the way, I think won the NBA championship last year. You remember that? They did. They did, yes. And the Denver Broncos, who last night pulled off a shocker up in Buffalo. So everything on this show is connected. This isn't just some wild throw-it-up-against-the-wall-pull-it-out-your-ass show. Everything is planned meticulously through hours of bringing on the great, you know, when you talk Buffalo Bills in that game last night, you bring in Steve Tasker. When you talk about the Denver Broncos and the Denver Nuggets and the Colorado Avalanche, you bring in Scott Hastings. You bring in the people who are there where it's happening, not some Cavone, right. you know, on the other side of the country who doesn't know jack about any of these. And we'll bring Cavones on from the West Coast, uh, Central America, wherever we need to bring them on. But when I want to talk to people who know what's going on in Denver, I go to Scott Hastings. Buffalo, Beth Faber, and Steve Tasker. That's how you go to the source. You know, it's like Aquafina. It's bottled at the source. No, it's actually it's bottled at. Uh, it's Aquapana is bottled at the source. You know what I'm saying? Down here, in South yeah, down here in South Philly, it's more like Aqua Velvet. It's still in heaven. Oh, exactly, man. <laughs> Aqua. Now we have we have a text line, Tony. Bruno. Well, the text line's active, Louis. Just go to yes. our correspondent. AJ. No, no, he's not on the phones. He's on the text line. AJ in San Antonio oh, okay. said that I just ordered an. an let me try that one more time. AJ in San Antonio. I just ordered an electric slide for the show off the Amazon wish list. Oh. <laughs> no, you can't electrify a slide. Kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of weird. He's talking about a yeah. personal massager. I know. We don't need that. Robin still has some product that we haven't used, but we gave all the unused stuff away. We gave all, all the new stuff has been given away. 
All we have is, all we have, even the thrift stores won't take the used stuff. You know, even Goodwill doesn't take the used stuff, Luigi. Well, I don't think you can walk in there with a dildo go. It's, it's slightly used. Yeah. I don't know what the, <laughs> no, no thanks. Only been used by grandmom on Sundays, yeah. you know, when things get really, really yeah. desperate around the house. Yeah. So it's, it's low mileage and they're all highway. They're all highway. <laughs> Why'd you have to go there with grandmom? Damn. Well, what they say grandma when somebody sells you a used car, low mileage, grandma only drove it on Sundays, right? That's right, man. You know, you got that. You, know, you give grandma a vibe. Like, yeah, let me show you what Thomas Edison was uh, all about. Yeah. Stop putting oh, things. Yeah. Stop putting images in my brain. This yeah. Is, Remember are... one thing, Luigi. Boys What's have that? a penis. Girls have a vagina. Exactly right. There are thousands and thousands of people out there now that are trying to shake their head and get that image out of their <laughs> yeah. head. Big and shaking, baby. That's the vibration. Have you have you right? seen videos from the villages here? All right, we got to take a break because I blew by yeah. the top of the well, hour yeah. break. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, the guy at the villages. Oh yeah, who was selling was selling pills, selling the dick Dude. pills. That's Dude. the kind of that's what I like about seniors. They're active seniors. You know what I'm saying? You get old. Uh, you, that doesn't mean you have to shut it down, Luigi. You don't shut it down just because you're old, especially if you got the uh, hey. product. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you you ain't got to get up to get down. You know what I'm saying? Damn right, man. Ladies All right, and man, listen, you guys have a great show. I'll, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay, Poppy. All right, Poppy. There he is, Luigi Curto, everybody. We're going to take a break. Coming back, open phone lines now. And you heard it. You know the number. 844-644-TONY. 844-644-8669. You can call in and talk on that, or you can text on that. It's all here for you. It is the station of the people. It's the network of the people. It's the Tony Bruno Sports Network. We're coming right back, y'all. You're listening to Tony Bruno Sports Network. Tony didn't invent sports radio, he perfected it. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles, with an auto warranty about to expire, or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800 800- 503-2031 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-503-2031. That's 800-503-2031. What do you have to lose? Call 800-503-2031. Again, 800-503-2031. Imagine 
it's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are taking you for a ride. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Hey, you know what I don't get? Why is that company always telling you to just do what? What is it? To just look like everybody else? Or maybe just pay way too much for your shoes? Well, Skechers, we know what we want you to do. Just slip in. That's right. Just slip in to do hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Why? Because slip-ins are the easiest, most comfortable shoes ever. You don't have to bend down to put them on. You don't even have to touch them. Find slip-ins for the whole family at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. When you use the AccuWeather app, you'll see one thing you don't see in any other weather app. AccuWeather's exclusive Real Feel temperature. Real Feel sun and Real Feel shade temperatures combine more than a dozen factors to provide an accurate measure of how weather conditions really feel to an appropriately dressed person. Only the AccuWeather Real Feel temperatures index includes sunshine, rain, and all factors that affect how air feels. Download the AccuWeather app in the App Store, Google Play, or at AccuWeather.com to feel the impact of Real Feel today. Now back to the biggest sports network on the planet, the Tony Bruno Sports Network. Yeah. enough of queen although i love queen one thing about living in southwest florida it is the capital of tribute bands i mean every bar every restaurant there are theaters that just do tribute bands and these people are amazing right robin oh yeah i mean our favorite which i keep forgetting what the heck their name is and i have to look it up every single time um they're absolutely fantastic and i'll look it up again so i can tell everybody how fantastic they are Exactly. Isn't it like... It's like two names. Yeah. Not Twisted Sister or Twisted Titty no, or rusty, Twisted no. uh, uh, Resting Club I'll, Bitch I'll Face or anything else like that. Uh, uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it later. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, we got uh, Scott Hastings coming up in the next hour. Scott Hastings did win a ring with those Pistons teams back in the early 90s. Remember those teams? They were damn good. Now he's up there in... in Arizona. He's up there in Colorado enjoying a Rocky Mountain High. And of course, the Colorado Avalanche with a big victory last night, spanking the Seattle Kraken. And the Kraken, by the way, not the Kraken, the, the uh, 
Edmonton Oilers fired their coach a couple days ago, Jay Woodcroft. Here's the bigger question. Did anybody know that Jay Woodcroft was the head coach? Not only did they fire Jay Woodcroft, they fired the assistant coach, Dave Manson, not part of the Manson family out there on the Spawn Ranch. God, I would hope not. Back in the day. There's certain people in history where... Not you, Marilyn Manson. You either. just really don't want to be related. Like, if if you hear, and and the Manson. Wait a minute. There were some other great people. The Mansons are not. There was no, just no, no. one Manson who was hideous. Yeah, I know. But there's certain there's certain people like like Manson, like Hitler, like like if you find out that you have the same if you have the same last name as them, you really hope that your family has changed it over the years. Like you you're not going to. Why continue. would you change your last name? Just because your name, there are many people don't even know who who Charles Manson was anymore. Would you want to have the last name? Well, what what, what control would I well, have? Well, maybe maybe Manson is not quite as bad, but Hitler, you would definitely. Nobody change has the name Hitler. I don't think. Well, he ha- he might have had children. He might have had family. I mean, he had brothers. Robin, and we're talking about a hockey coach. Okay, for Christ's sake. I would like. So to the do- Edmonton Oilers, who were supposed to be really good this year, and were one of those uh, Stanley Cup favorite types. So when you're when you're thought of as a team that could be a Stanley Cup team, and you start out three nine and one in your first thirteen games, somebody's got to go. Jay Woodcraft and Dave Manson. So they go and they grab the head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack, the New York Rangers AHL team up there playing in the mall up there where the Hartford Whaler used to play. So Chris Knobloch, no relation to Chuck Knobloch, of course. So he's the new coach of your Edmonton Oil Kings, leaving the AHL and going up to uh, Edmonton, his first NHL head coaching job. They also hired Paul Coffey as an assistant coach. So there you have your latest hockey news. They don't mess around in hockey. Wait, we have mail? We haven't done a mail time in a long time, Robin. I like female time myself, but hey, I'll, you know, hey. Crack this up, Robin. And you know, yes, we do have mail here in Southwest Florida. There's like a post office every 10 feet down here. And we have our first package sent to the Tony Bruno Sports Network. And normally when we have video components yes. to the show as well, I would actually open the box open on the, the box. Air, But I pre-opened the box. It's pre-opened? <laughs> it's pre-opened. Um, and Is that like pre-streaming the show before we start? The fabulous AJ in San Antonio and his lovely daughter, Annalise... Um, sent us something that... It is the biggest sensation sweeping the college football nation. And when I talk about college football nation, I'm talking about your Texas Tech Red Raiders. Red Raiders. And Wreckham Tech, as they say down there, with the Red Raider organization. And they had an occurrence happen a little while ago on the field. And... Uh, it, there was a possum. A possum went out onto the field. And it became a sensation. Yes. I mean, he took over the interwebs, as they say. And uh, they and of ne- course, the, the world in which we live, everything becomes merchandising. <laughs> merchandising. Oh, yeah. Even in college football, you got a rodent goes on the field. And what do you get? Merchandising, merchandising. Exactly right. Didn't you learn from Darth Helmet? Or no, that was who was he? Oh, he was uh, something the Hut, not no, Job of no. the Hut. No, no, no. He was um, 
Uh, oh, somebody tell me. Um, Mel Gibson's character. Mel Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel. <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> Although he, he could have peeked Mel do it. Brooks is Mel Brooks character. in Space Jam. Instead of Yoda, not it, Space Jam. He was <laughs> Space Jam. What is wrong with you? I, my medic. I need my medication. He played not Yoda. He played something that was like Yoda. Yeah, and that's bad knowledge that out of me because I'm a big Mel Brooks fan. But anyway. They they created the special Texas Tech uh, possum, stuffed possum. And, and it's got the red kerchief around it. It is so it. freaking adorable. It is. And I love possum. I mean, and they're I, good eats, too. I, I put a photograph of it on your social media, Tony. At Tony Bruno Nation on Twitter, formerly Twitter, formerly X, now X, formerly XXX. And a lot of people are scared of possums because they're kind of ugly. I think they're so ugly. They're cute. They are one of the best... Um, animals to have in your area because they eat more insects mm-hmm. and things that are bad. They eat ticks. Mm-hmm. They they are immune to rabies. Um, they are fantastic animals. So if you see one, don't harm it. Just let it go do its thing. It won't harm you. I know they have big teeth and they they can hiss at you and they look scary, but they're not. Exactly right. Just leave them alone. Yogurt. That's yogurt it. the hot. That's yogurt right. Yogurt the hot. No, you're just yogurt. The great yogurt. Instead of Yoda, he was the. Now, great I'm trying yogurt. to remember which game that was. It at the with the win against Kansas. Well, that's the one where they tore down the. No, that that was the one when Kansas won the big game and they tore the goalpost down. Texas Tech beat Kansas uh, last weekend, actually, right? And then Texas Tech beat TCU, the Horn Frogs, as well, and they got UCF this weekend. University of Central Florida at Texas Tech, the Red Raiders at Jones AT&T Stadium. But we want to thank Annalisa and Annalise and AJ. Uh, I think I'm going to call him Yogurt, actually. Yogurt, the... There's a great the video. I saw this great video on, on... I think I like that name. Yogurt. He's going to have a... He's going to be a, Yogurt, the raccoon. It doesn't make any sense. about Rocky yogurt. Raccoon, Robin? He's not a raccoon. He's a possum, Tony. Oh, that's right. He's a possum. I think I th- are you done for tonight? I, I don't know. I'm I'm like I don't know because I, I still I, I feel like I'm thinking straight. I feel like I'm still elucidating, not hallucinating. But anyway, thank you for the and it's beautiful. So once we get the cameras going in here, we will put up all yes. of the good stuff, the swag that we have, and that's a beautiful possum right there. That's a real nice. But there's a great video or poppy. poppy there's the a great possum. there's a when I was thinking of. Uh, uh, Raccoons. Uh-huh. The video of the guy sitting out on his yes. he's out on his porch. It's somewhere cold. And the guy gets out with an entire plastic container of hot dogs, raw hot dogs, and he sits outside on this snow covered porch. And all of a sudden the raccoons come out from everywhere. And they don't attack him. They're waiting patiently and he hands the ones up on his shoulder on on the yes. on the rent failing love- the rent the the railing of the fence, because he's sitting in his chair and there's a railing behind him, like most backyards. And you got the railing there. And the raccoons are smart. The ones who want to get the food first, they're up on the railing behind him, right on his shoulders. And he hands it to them, and they don't go crazy. They grab it, and they start eating it. They're so polite. And then all these other raccoons, and there must have been 50 of them, 
And they're all around him, but they're all patiently waiting for their hot dog. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You remember my raccoon story, right? From when I was uh, in high school. I just moved to the United States. Is there a happy ending? Uh, for, <laughs> for the raccoons, there was. Um, this was during the Night Stalker. Uh, that like everybody in LA was scared because the Night Stalker had not been found yet, and not um, the Night Stalker, the great show on TV no, with no, the no, guy no. from this the was, this was the killer from Christmas uh, from the from Christmas Story. No, it was the same actor who played the Night Stalker. Remember, right? And it was that series he'd go yes. out and find aliens and shit. It was a great show. I loved that. Yeah, this was during the Night Stalker uh, fear that had taken over LA. I just moved. I was babysitting my younger brother, and I. Oh wait a minute! I have the pick. Oh, sorry. Hang on. Hold the size <laughs> showing up in Lubbock. That was in Lubbock. That was the possum getting escorted out of the Texas Tech TCU game, and that's poor top possum. They grabbed him with one of those claw things, mm -hmm. and they start dragging him out. And you could see he was pissed off. Oh yeah, he had the he had the, the teeth out, man. Oh, it's absolutely. You don't do you don't pull that bullshit at the Texas Tech TCU game. So anyway, it's not a rodent; it's a marsupial. It's a by marsupial. the way, yes. For you, well, for you scoring are, at home, they're still rodents, but it's a marsupial. But right. um, uh, so I'm babysitting my little brother. I am 16. And all of a sudden, I hear what sounds like somebody trying to come in through the attic. And I'm freaking out. I'm by myself. I call 911. And um, because of the Night Stalker, they, they, they sent out police right away. It ended up being two raccoons that were getting it on, well, up on, the, come on, I mean, on the roof. <laughs> well, I used to go up in the attic and get it on, you know, so nobody heard what's going on. But yeah, the wreck, you know, obviously, Texas... Uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. It's Wreckham Tech. Wreckham. Not Wreckham Ralph. Remember Wreckham Ralph was a cartoon series? And not Wreckham. That's a different no, movie. No, that's totally different. And that's, uh, there's a series of those movies, and I'm not now, really into that Now, AJ stuff. also says, tell Tony us cowboy fans are used to rodents on the football field every oh. Sunday. But um bum How is he not the unofficial mascot? Because they, they've dragged that thing out of there, and you can see he bears his teeth. He was pissed off. Well, yeah. Wouldn't you be? You're just hanging out. You're just having a good time going through trash cans and shit. And then all of a sudden, somebody grabs you by the tail, lifts you up, tries to pull you. You know, because there were rally rodents. Remember, there was uh, the, the angels used to have, uh, what was it? They had uh, a monkey. They had a rally monkey. It was uh -huh. a video of a monkey going crazy. Right. It wasn't at the stadium. They didn't bring it in. But there was a video of this monkey going crazy. And then they became the rally monkey. And they started selling those out on Anaheim for your Disneyland adjacent California, Los Angeles, uh, Angels of Anaheim, and that became a big seller. Everybody had a rally monkey. It's all about merchandising, Robin. It's merchandising. Hey, Tony, we have more text messages coming in. Um, we have from area code 305. What up, Tony? Isn't that Miami? Is it uh, Miami, the 305? Not, no. Uh, this person says they're checking in from El Segundo, Oh, California. that's California. That's right. Not Yeah, the 305, not the 310. I want to remind people that in the current iteration of our text uh, mm -hmm. line, I cannot see who is calling. I don't have any identification, so you need to let me know uh, your name and where you're texting. Name in town, name, name in town, town, as Bill O'Reilly used to I say. Otherwise, I have no idea who you are, or if you have a if you have a nickname that you would like to be. Uh, this is no um, three hundred five is Miami. I was oh, right, Robin. This is 
Love Gabe, a.k.a. Poppy, a.k.a. OG Mr. G from way back when. Oh, man. Oh. Yes. Okay. So. Wait a minute, Robin. Did you turn my machine off here again? I did because you were, you had it going too loud. I want to play something for Poppy. There you are. Poppy, get rico. I mean, I can't believe you didn't know from Jump Street that area code 305 was in Miami, you know, Miami Beach, yo. You're, you're right, Tony. I should know every single. Well, area that's one of the. the that's one of the easy ones. Three hundred five. Didn't you listen to Ludacris talking about the hoes in different area codes with Nate Dogg back in the day? <laughs> Three hundred five. Now Come he. On. he wants, that is your computer, Tony Bruno. You need to. Oh my God! You, you want to control your own stuff? I have to. Tony, are you listening? Yes, I'm listening, Robin. You need to make sure to to mute the things that you do not want to have go over because everything from your computer That's your to- computer, Robin, and I don't like your computer. Then you have another computer that you had to send out. Every one of your computers pisses me off. Let me just make that clear right now on the show. I'm put it on the record and put it on the <laughs> Let me finish this text. Put it on okay? the board, Guillermo. Let me finish this text. Uh, so um, um, OG Mr. G is checking in from El Segundo and wants to know how he can listen to a previous show um, and is complaining that all the episodes take long to upload and is there a chat or should I just text? So uh, lots of lots of information. Right now we have texts only. Um, we are going to have a chat that will be coming. Mm-hmm. It's in the works. And the previous shows have not been uploaded to podcasts because my computer was in the shop. So I wasn't able to take them, edit, and then load them up onto the podcast. But I will be able to do that since I have it back. Thank you very much. So what we're doing now, so when we're live... And right now, if you're new to the Tony Bruno Sports Network, we went live two or three. It'll be three weeks. The, on Friday, it'll be three, three weeks. Three full weeks that we have been on the air. And with all new projects, because we have this digital technology, Robin's mastered it. She's getting everything done, getting all the shows on. So our broadcast day starts at 7 a.m. with Pete Shepard to 10 a.m., 7 to 10. Pete's a Boston native. Fabulous great Pete guy. Shepherd. Great guest. Knows his stuff. Funny. And he's a gambling degenerate, which we love even more. Then you got Defoe and Luby coming in from Miami Beach or vicinity, 305, probably in the 305 area code. You know what I'm saying? They're on from 10 to uh, noon, and then we have an opening between noon and 3 where we run old shows. And we're uh, almost ready to announce the person who will be. And we will have a full-time noon to 3 show soon. Soon. And then from 3 to 6, we are on. And then from 6 to 8, these are all Eastern times. Correct. And then from 6 to 8, the great Angel Martinez and company. Mm -hmm. And then coming in December from 8 to 10, the great man at Bleacher Brothers with his whole crew, the Bleacher Brother crew, will be on the air from 8 to 10 p.m. Monday through Thursday. So we're building it. Friday. It takes a... No, he said Thursday. Oh, oh, is it Monday through Monday to okay. Thursday. And then Friday's open. Okay. Friday is a day of rest. Uh, I see. It's Shabbat Shalom. I see. No, I don't think he's Now, uh, Love Gabe um, actually said that he lived in Miami for 18 years, but then moved back to L.A. recently, and unfortunately, he's not... Well, happy. I mean, no, L.A.'s great. I mean, I, we, I lived in L.A. for 11 years, you know, so I'm not going to... By the way, there's a, there's a song out. We have to play this, Robin called Brand New Groove, area code 305. It's, it's a couple years old. It was out like six years ago. Brand New Groove from the... And there's an instrumental version, too. 
I have another text. Uh, Polly from Naples, just wishing you the best from one transplant to another. Hope you get this. We got it. We got it, Polly. Thank you very much. Down in here in Naples, not Naples, Italy. Naples, now, Florida, right? Dean, of course, is uh, texting in, complaining about the phone system. Don't worry, Dean. We're working on something new. Don't worry. You come it's- down here right now. <laughs> we, you we, say that to my face, Dean. We know. You come down here and we'll take it outside. We know that the phone system that we currently have is not <laughs> adequate for the number of people that are texting and calling in every day. And um, I was hoping it was going to work. But this is all This is, this is is all on me. This is not on anybody else. Um we, we got a fantastic phone number, and now I need to figure out how to make it work for something else. So, Now, there is a song called uh, Mr. 305, and there's a lot of songs with 305 in it. Now, area codes, because 305 is one of the, you know, Miami Beach area. That area is one of the hottest areas in the country. But I don't mean temperature. I mean, you know, Miami is a major city. It's a party town. You know, South Beach goes all night long. So 305... It's got to be in the mix. You can't forget 305. It's like 215, where I'm from. Now they got 310, you know, 610, and all these other. And and all these areas that are getting bigger and bigger, they keep adding new area codes. Yeah. But to me, I'm an old school area code guy. 215, 609, 305, you name them. You know what I'm saying? 619 out there on the West Coast. 310, of course. I still have my 310 phone call number. On my cell phone. I'm not giving it up. By the way, we have Pitbull. Since we, let's find the Pitbull 305 anthem featuring Lil John, because you know that's going to be good, right? There's a lot of 305 songs, but when you got Pitbull and Lil John putting it together, you know it's going to be good. Did you find it, Robin? I did, I did. Crank that some bitch up. Hold on, have to play the commercial. There's a commercial in the video? Always. They always have those. Here we go. Here we go. Scrapple? Yeah. I got to put this on it. Wait, hang on, Robin. Okay. Pause it right there. Okay. Uh, hang on. Okay. Parental discretion is advised. <laughs> All right, now crank it up again. <laughs> Dude. See, now, now can I... So, okay, I'm going to turn this down for a second. That's not one of Pitbull's no, uh, best because, works. because this is like an angry song. I don't like angry songs. I don't like songs that you listen to and then they make you feel angrier than you already were. It's a 305 about, anthem, Robin. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. This a isn't smooth jazz 305. No, but like Pitbull, Pitbull's other song that we love. Um, that, There's a lot of great that, Pitbull that, songs. That Angel Martinez and Company uses for his intro song is a happy song. It makes you just most wanna, of Pitbull songs yeah. are party songs. I'd never heard that one with Little John. Well, Little John has to get crunk. You know, he's not just going to do, you know, some some low some what do you call it? He's going to do all kinds of up tempo numbers, as Casey Kasem used to say. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Scott Hastings is going to join us coming up in the next hour, Robin. Yes, he is. Plus, so I'll have actually, a I'll have a little clip of video, but I'll play the audio only, involving my guy Dana White, UFC boss, on a podcast, throwing it down 
when it comes to what people can tell you what to do mm-hmm. and what people shouldn't tell you what to do. And nobody breaks it better down better than Dana White. It's the way everybody should think. Minus the profanity, of course. Now, what is this song right now, Rob? This is the Hamster Dance. The Hamster Dance? Yep. As we go into break. Is Richard Gere listening to this? Oh, no, it's the other song. That's a different uh, rodent. Uh... Crank it up, Rob, a little bit. We're coming back. Scott Hastings is going to join us from Denver. We'll talk Nuggets, Avalanche, and, of course, your Denver Broncos. Things are good in Denver, especially when you're high or when you're dead. Because there are things to do in Denver when you're dead if you haven't seen the movie, Rob. I did not. We'll have to watch it tonight. Coming back. Final hour. Tony Bruno Network. And I am Tony Bruno, and she's not. Stick around. Bruno Sports Network. Tony didn't invent sports radio. He perfected it. Imagine a world where animals and humans coexist in harmony, where wild animals thrive, habitats are protected, and marginalized communities are empowered. At International Animal Rescue, this is our vision. Our holistic, community-led projects not only rescue animals, but also protect and replenish precious habitats, creating a better future for us all. But we can't do this without you. Show your support now and help keep the wild wild. Visit internationalanimalrescue.org. AutoZone. AutoZone is more than a parts store. It's where we help you solve problems like, sorry I'm late, my battery died. And, I need a jump again. At America's number one battery destination, you can find the right battery at the right price with options starting at only $89.99. And we offer free battery testing and charging whenever you need it. Get the parts and help you need to get the job done right at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Do you know what brand sells the most work shoes in America? Skechers. Why? Skechers has the best-looking safety toe and slip-resistant shoes around. They've got superior quality and simply incredible prices. But many people get them just for the style. So you can enjoy tough, steel-toed protection and slip-resistant soles anywhere, even if you don't need them for work. And since they're Skechers, you know they're going to be comfortable with Skechers' exclusive air-cooled memory foam. Find your new pair of Skechers safety toe and slip-resistant work shoes at a Skechers store, at Skechers.com, or wherever work shoes are sold. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting, and now it's here. T-B-S-N, the Tony Bruto Sports Network. Make some noise! Tune in at 7 a.m. and hear Pete Shepard till 10, and then Defoe and Luby from 10 a.m. till noon, and then the man himself, Tony Bruno, and the Tony Bruto Show starts at 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Martinez and company from 6 p.m. to 8, and we've got more to come. The Tony Bruno Sports Network. Download the app. Tell your friends the game is on. T-B-S-N. Ah, yes. Hello there, kids. Thanks for staying with us. If you're just joining us, it's Tony Bruno Sports Network on a Tuesday, November 14th. Big day in baseball because teams uh, had to announce their 40-man rosters and which players they were going to protect from going into the Rule 5 draft. So a lot of movement going on right now. But we also got NBA. We got NFL news. We got, uh, what else we have? A lot of, lot of football news. And college basketball Big win last night for Penn over Villanova in Philly in the Palestra, and a big couple big games tonight. Obviously, Michigan State, Duke, and FAU in Eastern Michigan tonight here in Florida. Is Scott Hastings there? And a man who's really yes, has become the king of Denver, Colorado. You can talk about all the great athletes. You can talk about the great teams, but there's only one man who consistently has ruled the roost. He runs the airwaves. Everybody looks up to him. He won a championship in Detroit, but he finished his career with the Denver Nuggets. He is the great Scott Hastings. Scott, how are you, man? Tony, great. I was trying to figure it out. I followed you from from Bristol to Philly to L.A., and now I'm in I'm in Florida. Man, I'm I have been across the country with you. Well, you know, you did play for a couple franchises as well, though, Scott. If I do recall, <laughs> that's that, that's because it's easier to do that gig than travel around than to dig ditches. But you're, you're right about that. <laughs> Scott's still doing his his uh, you know he's still involved with the with the Nuggets. Uh, you got a game tonight, which I think is a pretty big one, huh? Yeah, it's uh, the second second game of the play-in tournament. Uh, took care of business against Dallas pretty handily, but they had Jamal Murray then. So uh, they will play three more of these play-in games in the next 10 or 11 days. They finished with Houston on the Friday after Thanksgiving. And all those games, though, will be, be without Murray. So it'll be interesting to see, see, see how it goes for the Denver Nuggets here over the next week or so. So Denver, obviously, the defending champ, so obviously a great team. Then you got, you know, the Denver Broncos, who started off horribly at 1-5, and five, and people saying, see, nobody likes, nobody likes Russell Wilson. His teammates don't respect him, and Sean Payton has taken on a job, and this team is not good. And then quietly, and then I don't beat the Kansas City Chiefs, but nobody said, you know, everybody said, well, they finally had to beat him, and they did, but they, they housed him. And since then... Scott, they have been quietly playing better, and no one's been paying attention to them. Then they go into Buffalo last night. You know, and obviously they should have lost the game. If, they, if Buffalo doesn't jump off sides, they lose the game. But they still are playing better and better. So what's the mood? Is it too late for them to, 
to somehow get back into the playoff hunt? Or are people in Denver finally saying, hey, you know, Russell Wilson isn't as shot as everybody said he was? Yeah, well, there's a bunch of pocket protectors and slide rules out there that say that Denver still has no chance. But you, Tony, you've been around uh, enough that when when a team that's been kind of beaten down all sees all of a sudden sees a glimmer of hope, a little sunshine, if you will. I mean, today it's you know it's 67 and, and blue skies in Denver, and you're like, well, there you go, Broncos win a road game, and look what happens. Um, that 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 can be dangerous. And and listen, Sean Payton uh, is a proven coach. Russell Wilson has been a proven um, quarterback. He had a horrendous year to his own admission last season. And I think you know with with you know the the contract and the you know what you gave up in the trade and then have the year that they had last year. Um, a lot of people have kind of jumped off that boat. And you know whether it's you know through through humility. We've also seen that in our careers, right, Tony? Guys are pretty good players, all of a sudden get humbled, and, and they kind of turn things around a little bit. Um, you know, he's playing within the system that, that Peyton wants. And, and you know, they ran it, what, 37 times last night, passed it 29, um, controlled the uh, the clock 37 minutes. So Detroit must be careful. They're not playing the I'm sorry, and, Scott. And, I did that. That was my mistake. I'm sorry. Well, you know, it's a new network. I, you know, there's glitches all the time. New, new fingers on new buttons. But, but listen, they have hope. And guess what? And now you've got two games at home against two hot teams, and in Minnesota and Cleveland. But, but you're at home. And if you truly, I've always said, when you truly turn around uh, a franchise, and let's be honest, they've not made the postseason since they won Super Bowl Fifty. When you turn around a franchise, you start winning games at home. Uh, they're like 500 or below in the last like four or five seasons, uh, at home. I think they're three and three right now or something like that, but, but they've got chances. They got winnable games. Uh, and you do that and you sit there and stare at six and five. I don't know if you're postseason, but listen to Bronco fans, you know, you have around 500. This is going to be a, a glorious off season for Bronco fans. The great Scott Hastings up there in Denver, where the avalanche won big last night. You got the Broncos playing better. Uh, you got a basketball team that's pretty good. What's the worst sports team franchise up there in the uh, Mile High area right now? Well, you're talking about today's baseball's 40 man roster. I didn't even know we still had baseball. <laughs> that's right. I didn't want to bring up the Rockies. Yeah. But it's been yeah. a rocky couple um, of seasons for your Colorado Rockies. Yeah. The ineptitude, if you look up the in, in Webster's, the word ineptitude, you might see a picture of the Rockies organization. Um, yeah, so it's, it's the Rockies right now and, and it doesn't, you know, it lost 103 games last year. It doesn't seem like it's going to get any better, but listen, you, you've, you've got championship aspirations again for the Nuggets. You have championship aspirations again, you know, for the avalanche and, and you've got a team that that's rebuilding. And as I said, a while ago for the first time in five or six seasons, you're you're telling me there's a chance, right? There's hope right there again. So uh, we'll see how the rest of the season transpires with those, with with the Broncos. But but the Avalanche and the Nuggets are going to be there at the end and and be counted on in some way somehow. Yeah, we were talking earlier today about you know we I saw you in Philly. We worked together at Bristol at ESPN, and now you're in, in Denver and you've been there for a while. And now I'm in South Florida, Southwest Florida. So the closest NBA 
franchise here would be the Miami Heat across 75 in Alligator Alley. And I know you guys are familiar with the Miami Heat, and you don't play them down here until like March, right? Yeah, it's like March 13th or something like that. Well, you know I got to make the trip across Alligator Alley and come and see that game, man. I, I well, think I know somebody who might be able to get me in that game as a bona fide well, member of the media and it's courtside seats that you probably have many to part with. Yeah. Uh, once again, remember, you, you, you've you been of the media, my friend. And, and, and if you think they didn't take care of you back then, wait till you see what they're doing now. <laughs> yeah, they will put me up all the way in the top level. I remember when the media used to sit court and, and broadcasters, local team. Bro- yeah. Then they moved all the broadcasters to the upper level, and the only broadcasters on the floor are like the TV guys, right? Yeah, the the TNT and ESPN guys. They they, they keep them down on the floor. Uh, but yeah, most in fact, Miami. We covered the finals in Miami, and, and I did radio uh, during the finals. We, the TV is only allowed to do the first round for right. television locally, and then after that, it goes national. And so I did the the last three rounds of the playoffs radio wise. And yeah, you you know. If you think they don't like some of the TV announcers, look where they put some of the radio guys. <laughs> well, it's even the, the funnier thing is now on the with the players. I mean, the NBA players used to have that whole row on the front row. Now they have fans sitting in the same row as the players because they can sell those courtside seats for a gazillion dollars, right? And you're looking and you're saying, who's that guy sitting next to, you know, name the player? And and they, all these players are now pushed into the corner underneath the, the basketball stanchion to try to sit down. Yeah, and and listen, coaches hate it too. And you know, you've been to enough NBA games. Them guys are walking; they're standing in front of those those three thousand dollar a night seats, right? They're standing. Right, these guys are looking around. It's like watching a game in the old Sox Park, right? They're they're looking around pillars and stuff like that. They're in in Detroit's old stadium, um, and it's and no, it's not a pillar; it's a coach. Um, and I think the coaches, you know, I think if most teams were honest, they probably hate the fact that the fans are there because, I mean, l- listen, uh, some of those timeouts get a little colorful. And, and you've got, you know, you got some CEO and his 13-year-old or 12-year-old daughter right there. <laughs> uh, just, just, just be leery when you sit that close. I hear you. Well, you know, you pay for that. You know, you got yeah. should be extra something, a little extra something, something. But, you know, you get some fans in some places. I mean, the, the legendary guy of all time was the guy in Chicago or the guy in Washington who would read the Jordan yeah. rules to Michael Jordan sitting behind the bench of the Chicago Bulls. I mean, that guy became a legend. And he was a lawyer, right, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the guy in D.C. I actually I, I do a radio show, and I actually we had him on the show one time, and he remembered me and everything. I, I turned out the guy because I got to hear it all the time. I'm sitting on the bench 99% of the time. And... and Finally, he, he started calling me out, and I'm just cracking up. In fact, I, I went on the Letterman show once, and, and I stole a line. I think his last name was Thick or Ficky. Yes, or yes, like that. yes. And and I, I stole a line for him. He goes, he goes, Hastings, what are you laughing at? You you suck. Go start the bus. So I said, <laughs> if I ever did an autobiography of my life and my career, it might be you suck. Go start the bus. Uh, and and it was it was courtesy of of the heck. But, you know, they had back in the day, you know, all the old guys talk about back in the day. And it was more yeah. physical and blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, it was. But you had hecklers. You had you had Fick in Washington. Remember Leon the Barber that sat behind the, the team in Detroit? Yep. He was vicious as well. Um, I, I, I saw one time 
the 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 the, the what was the the old official uh gosh I see his uh, I see his face right now. Um great official, you'd love to have him on the road all the time. Anyway, he threw out a mascot. I, I mean that used to be the time he would be dudes were getting heckled left to right from fans, from mascots. And 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 all of a sudden you look at the official, he's pointing to the mascot and kicking him out. And I'm I mean it was a crazy time because not only did you have to the the fear of getting, you know, Moses Malone blocking one of your shots, you got to worry about some guy making fun of you when you came and sat down. The great Scott Hastings, yeah, not not one of the bad boys though. But you were there during that era when you talk about great teams, and I know Mike. That's when that was the Jordan era starting, and Jordan hated the way you guys played. Obviously, the guys before you in that same era where you won a champion, you won one of those championships when they won three in a row. Uh, did that change basketball? Is that was that bad for basketball? Because Jordan then obviously then went on a run and just basically kept yeah. a lot of Hall of Fame players like Charles Barkley, you know, and uh, and and guys in New York and all the, and Utah. Those guys couldn't win because Jordan basically took over the league once he became well, the superstar. Jordan. Jordan credited in in the last dance, I believe, basically of just getting humbled by by Detroit and made him better. You know, he said he knew he had to get bigger, he knew he had to get stronger. Um, and they knocked him out of the playoffs, you know, those two straight years. And then they went to the, the Eastern Conference final the year they started their run. But he kind of credited uh, having to get bigger, stronger, and better uh in order in order to beat the Pistons. Um, I, I don't, and listen, they, they could say they changed the business, changed basketball and there, they had to change the rule. That that's fine. Um, you sure made a lot of money back on the bad boys video you sold and all that stuff back <laughs> in the day and all the t-shirts, you know, that you made for NBA entertainment. I, I think it really turned though, when, when our tests went in the crowd in Detroit, I, I think it was more that than, than the player stuff, because once, you know, once the aggressive nature in the flo- on, on the floor started going up into the crowd, I think that was a big no-no. Scott Hastings. Now, of course, you mentioned the Nuggets back in the '90s. You know, and Chuck Daly. Another. I mean, they had all these Philly area coaches were so good in the NBA. Right. Chuck Daly, and then your coach up there in 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 uh, in, in in Detroit as well. Like assistant coaches, all these guys were like Dr. Jack Ramsey. All these guys were amazing guys, and and even the officials. There's so many officials and coaches who came from the Philadelphia pedigree, pedigree of the Big Five and those teams. Oh no, I, I mean, what was it, it? Was what was that camp? Something five, right? It was the Big Five. It was that, the it was the Big Five basketball camp that they had up there. I mean, you could you you know back in that era, Mike Fatello, Ron Rostein, Richie Adubato, Chuck Daly. I think Billy Cunningham spent some time up there. I mean, you had. I mean, I, it, it almost seemed like like two thirds of, of of the coaches had kind of cut their their uh, AAU slash high school teeth back there in in Philly, uh, New York, Upper New York, up in those areas where all those camps were. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, to be honest with you, the, you know, the tree that spread out from all those guys is you know still going. You could count Michael Malone in in Denver. Mm-hmm. You know, his dad was part of that championship coaching staff in in uh, in Detroit, right? We just lost Brendan Malone this this uh, start of the season, uh, but Michael Malone's dad was part of part of that culture also. You know, one of the things about your career, Scott, other than being a player and an All American in Arkansas, great, and you played, won a championship, 
power forward and all that other stuff. Growing up in Kansas, I mean, it's like it's like the quintessential story because not only do you do play basketball and broadcast basketball, but you were doing football. I mean, you've done everything up there in Denver as far as different teams and being around uh, morning shows and you know with Dave Logan and all the other people that you work with, man. I mean, you you have to be in it, if there's a Denver Radio Hall of Fame or Sports Hall, you got to be in that, aren't are you? No. Why not? No. Because I tell booger jokes too much when I'm on my radio show, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got too many people remember the booger jokes and they, they don't want to give the love. I, I no, I don't even know. I appreciate your words, honestly. I, I've I, I I was sitting there thinking about the other day. I I've played in the league for eleven years. I've been now broadcasting uh for 30 years you know i've worked with espn i've worked for tnt and tbs i've done stuff with uh at least fox regionals um i did call the broncos in their first two super bowls i in fact i think the second year i uh yeah i was doing the postseason in fact i won i won a hundo off of dick stockton because i told him i said I said, listen, the Broncos are legit, man. I I, I covered that, that AFC championship game. They're legit. He, oh, no. I said, they're special. They're bonded. He, oh. I said, I'll take a hundo. Okay. Next time, next Tuesday, we had a game. We worked for TBS. <laughs> and I go, Dick, remember that bet? And and he slid me over a hundred at the Ritz Carlton in, in in Phoenix, Arizona. He gave me a hundred dollar bill. I, I I quickly went out and bought lunch. Beautiful. Now, of course, uh, you know. Altitude sports is a big thing up there. I know a lot of the guys who worked in Denver, and it's a great sports market. You know, we talk about some of these other markets like Miami. You know, they got great teams, but a lot of people don't consider like Miami or Phoenix or California, the Bay Area. When they have good teams, obviously teams come out, but Denver's always been a good sports area, has it not? Yeah, you know what? It's It's been a hidden basketball uh, um, fan base for a long, long time. You know, you you could you could tie the roots back with Denver back to the ABA days mm-hmm. and and the most memorable you know ABA All Star game was you know Dr. J winning the dunk contest you know jumping from the free throw line beating David Thompson you know legendary names um, and, and so they they've always had a really good fan base. They were one of the the six ABA teams that that got to come back over and, and play in the, uh, the uh, NBA, you know, your first year you get Spencer Haywood is what a league MVP and rookie of the year averages like 30 and 20 that season. Um, just never got over the hump. Uh, but, but big, you get the avalanche come in uh, from the Nordiques. They, they move in and win a championship their first year here and the hockey hockey in this area you know, when you're talking back east, everybody knows hockey. But but Colorado was was an infant uh, for NHL hockey. And when the Avs come in here, dude, you you wouldn't believe the rinks, the small clubs, the the youth movement that have blown up over the last 20, 20 25 years that the Avalanche have been here, and, and it's been outstanding. And and of course, then the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos, they're still king. The fan base has died with them since that last Super Bowl. But but. I mean, it's a, it is a hardcore base that still shows up to home games for losing. But, man, you should have seen it last the last two or three years with Malone here and, and 
I don't know. They they got a pretty good player. I don't know if you've heard a guy named Nikola Jokic. He's uh, no, I haven't heard player. him. Is he uh, is he in America? Did he go to Arkansas or Kansas? I don't remember. Yeah, well, we we tried to recruit him at Arkansas, <laughs> and, and we just wouldn't go get him. Couldn't get him. But uh, um, dude, when, when the last two or three years, you could see the fans. It's okay to cheer for the Nuggets. They're not going to break our hearts. It's going to be exciting. And, you know, for the first time forever, you know, season tickets are sold out. Every game sold out at home. And it, and the, the, the people who have been long-suffering Nuggets fans have been able to, you know, put their gear back on and support the team. And, you know, remiss, I mean, this, listen, Nikola Jokic could play not another second for the, uh, for the Denver Nuggets. He's, he's already should get his number retired. He's the best player that's ever played for him in eight. He's played eight seasons, Tony. This is ninth year. He's already the, the best player that's ever played for Denver. And they've had some great names. Alex English, David Thompson, Dan Issel, Carmelo Anthony. He's the best by far, not even close. Um, and, and he, and he doesn't care about the publicity. He, he's such a, he's such a refreshing breath of air that if you go back and look at all the pictures when they won a championship or when the night of the banner, he gets in the back row and stands behind everybody and lets him be out front. And that's just his personality. And then he goes out and drops 36, 21, and 11. And you're like, oh, oh, that's pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember when double-doubles were a big deal. You know, and if you, yeah. I always said, I mean, you're a big guy. I mean, if you can't get a double-double and you're a power forward or a center – then how good are you? This guy gets triple doubles every night. That's the amazing thing. Triple doubles are hard. This guy makes them look easy. There's been 10 so far in the NBA this year. He's got four of them. Uh, just this year, he's now got 109 and, and is in fourth place all time and is, is you know screaming at magic up there at number three, which who would ever thunk that? Um, he just started the season, his first 10 games, he's had, you know, he's had the four triple doubles, but he's also had double doubles on all all of them of 20 and 10. And how about this? He's the first guy since the merger to have the first 10 games to start a season with, with 20 and 10. It's amazing. And it's amazing because the one thing about that, because, you know, hockey is an international sport. They play it all over. You know, the NFL obviously wants to get over to Europe because they want the international flavor. And there are players in Germany and other countries that are becoming football players. Mexico obviously has a lot of players who get into the NFL. But basketball, of all the sports we play, is absolutely now become a truly world sport because the best players in the league now are all coming from outside the United States. I'm not saying there's not a lot of great Americans, but now you look at the draft every year, it's guys that are coming from other countries. It's amazing. No, it, it really is. And, and now let's go back to, you know, talking about the big five uh, basketball camps. I, I remember Hubie and Fratello and all those guys going over to, to Europe and, and Yugoslavia and China and all these different places and doing summer basketball camps with the NBA. You know, it, it's funny. A lot of these guys come over and they talk about that, that what 92 dream team and how it inspired everybody. Um, so it is, it is a, and it's kind of funny. Who is the one sprinter? I don't know why the NBA calls it a world championship, you know, the gold medal, you know, you're playing international players and track and field. And I'm like, dude, the best players in the world are in the NBA. I mean, it, it truly is. 
I think for the first time, because I, I, I have never called my championship in, in 89, 90, a world championship, unless I absolutely slipped. That was an NBA championship, but the teams that are winning now, they're world championships because the best players in the world are playing in the NBA. And, and I'll give the NBA credit. And I don't like to do this very often. The, the <laughs> NBA, well, the NBA, and especially officiating, because you'll know. Um, the NBA now, officiating wise, is reaching across the globe for the best officials internationally. And I think that's brilliant. Well, you know, I'll never forget your world medal back in uh, 1979. For the FIBA mm-hmm. Under-19 World, that's a world championship medal that you'll never, ever forget, right? That's Oh, I, I never will. And by the way, that's now credited as the very first FIBA Under-19 World Championship uh, tournament. Wow. Now, do you have that gold medal hanging proudly? Yeah, I finally found it. I moved about five years ago, <laughs> and, and that and my championship ring were in some tote somewhere down in the basement. We finally <laughs> dug it out last year. You could hawk them now. I mean, obviously you're doing well, no. uh, but could, how much is that gold? Because back then the gold medals were really made out of gold, right? Well, I'm just glad the ex-wife forgot about it. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I would have hated to count any of that as an asset. <laughs> even your even your championship ring in Detroit. Hey, gold well, is gold, listen. Tony. Gold is gold. <laughs> Hey, 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 the the championship ring is funny because I got to see the Nuggets championship rings. You've seen them and, and all these other teams. Oh, they're monsters. Um, my ring looks like a, a slightly blinged out class ring. <laughs> it is is what my my you know my my ring looks like a Flavel Flaves a class ring. Is what it looks <laughs> like. Flaves. <laughs> that, that, that's what my ring looks like. Last question I got to ask you, Scott. You grew up in Independence, Kansas, and you turn your back on the Jayhawks and sign with the University of Arkansas. And the question is, why? Well, uh, one, they were the first team to recruit me the first day back then when you had rules of recruitment. Remember those? Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I remember. I'm old enough to remember that. Yeah, they got a hold of me on the first day I was eligible. Uh, one of the assistant coaches actually coached high school in my in my SEK league, Southeast Kansas League, uh, and told me, he said, hey, and I played tennis. He was a tennis coach, and he told me in a tennis match, hey, I'm going to be an assistant coach next year at Arkansas. I'm, I'm telling him we want to recruit you. And true to his word, they were the, the first letter I got in the mail when it was eligible or first call was from then. And I always wanted to go to KU, to be honest with you. I have an older daughter that went to KU. Um, and I was the player of the year in the state. I was the MVP of the state championship game and on and on. And they basically told me we have four scholarships and you're our fifth choice. If one of these four guys don't come, we'd love to have you in Arkansas who just played in the final four. Uh, remember they lost to Kentucky in yep. the semis and then beat Notre Dame in the, the third place back when they played third place games. I wish they'd go back and play those third place games. I think that's fun. Um, they were recruiting me from the start, so hey. Well, the one thing I have to also remind you of, and I this is this, everybody likes to talk about records, but the NBA record for more, most games in a row without a steal at sixty-five straight games is that still the record when Come you were a rookie with the New York Knicks? 
Well, I don't even think it was that year. I think I was playing for the land, and I think it covered two and a half seasons, um, to be honest with you. You know, I'll tell you a funny story. Yes, you still record. I think it's 56 games, right? No, it um, says 65 straight games without oh. a steal, NBA record yeah. by Scott Hastings. And I'm not trying to take a cheap shot here. No, no, no. Hey, I'm a little dyslexic. I said 56. <laughs> I'll tell you. 65 <laughs> will be a little harder to reach. It puts, it puts that record a little further away, a little further to attain. But I'll tell you a funny story. And, and, and right after Chris Paul you know, set the record for most consecutive games with the steal, like 103 or whatever. But the game he set uh, and broke it, the next game was against us in Denver. And and obviously with with research, everybody goes, well, he had the record. Who has the most games without? Scott Hastings. So I went and took a picture. I never got the picture, but I had some guy snap a picture of me and Chris uh, <laughs> with record holders, and I told him about it. He thought it was funny. Uh, I saw him the other day. Uh, when, when, when they came into town, when Golden State was into town and he was out shooting, I was standing up by the sideline and he was dribbling. He lost the ball and I got it. And I go, I just broke my record. (laughs) (laughs) How do you not have that picture? That's going to be worth a fortune right now. The guy with the most consecutive games with a steal. I don't know. That's two NBA record holders in the same picture. You know what you could get for that on auction? Yeah, uh, 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 that and you add a dollar thirty nine, and we could buy a large Coke at McDonald's. I don't think I think it's the. I, where are you getting a large Coke for a dollar thirty nine? Well, I haven't been there in a while. Oh. Right? <laughs> yeah, you have not because it's certainly not a dollar thirty nine anymore. You yeah. can't even get a little sippy cup for a dollar thirty nine. It's an outrage. I, 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 I had a kidney stone two years ago. I'm trying to stay away from Diet Coke. <laughs> well, Scott, it's great to catch up, man. You're one of my favorite guys. Another guy I was happy to get the chance to work with. Your career is incredible. What you've done in Denver and, and you know, in college basketball, NBA, football broadcasting. I mean, you are the king of Denver, Colorado. I, I'm waiting. I, I'm going to be the first guy to say that there should be a Scott Hastings statue in downtown Denver. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. It'll probably be on its knees begging for a job. (laughs) (laughs) Scott Hastings, everybody. Scott, awesome time, man. Thank you so much for coming on today, I love you, Tony. Talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, too, bro. Wow. How great is Scott Hastings? Love him. He's phenomenal. And he's a Gemini, too. Oh, well then, how how can you not love him? Exactly. By the way, my applause thing on here is lame. I know. My I have the real one. Yeah, you have the real one. I actually recorded it. I was actually at a taping of the uh, Big Bang Theory one night out in California. (laughs) And you just recorded it. And I just recorded with the studio the fake audience that they plan in on every stupid joke told on that show, which wasn't funny. So I got that. I hear you. How did you? You didn't know that, right? The record for the most consecutive games in the NBA without a steal. I did not know. Held now to this day, and as he said, a record that may never be broken. 65 consecutive games without a steal. Next to Chris Paul, a guy with the record for most consecutive games with a a steal. And then there's a lot of guy in the NBA who have stolen money for many, many years. Absolutely. And that's their only steals. And they continue to do. And exactly right. But hey, somebody who's willing to give it to them, you take it. You know what I'm saying? Meantime, we're coming back. Open phones. Lots of fun today. Tony Bruno, Miss Robin in here. It is a whatever it is. It's good. We're coming right back. Open phone lines. 
844-644-TONY, 844-644-TONY, or 8669 if you're digitally challenged like I am. Coming back to text messages too. Stick around, kids. Listening to Tony Bruno Sports Network. Tony didn't invent sports radio, he perfected it. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. How much is safety and peace of mind worth to you? Severe weather can happen suddenly, and the AccuWeather app gives you more accurate and timely warnings than any other source, right down to the street level. A Premium Plus subscription on the AccuWeather app costs less than a cup of coffee each month. And with it, you get the fastest and most accurate alerts to keep you and your loved ones safer. Clear, concise, and actionable forecasts with superior accuracy. Download the AccuWeather app and choose a Premium Plus subscription today. Paid for by government.com. Can you believe it? A huge hoard of 2018 American Eagle silver dollar coins were confiscated when the FBI busted an international fraud ring that stretched from South Dakota to Norway. It sounds like a Hollywood movie, but it's not. These 99.9% pure silver 2018 Silver Eagles recovered from U.S. mint sealed boxes concealed in a garage in Norway are now available and can be yours. Your guaranteed mint condition American Eagle Silver Dollars seized from the Norway hoard. Quantities are extremely limited. To learn more, call 1-800-859-1518. Plus, you'll receive a free bonus package a $25 value, free with every order. Don't let this incredible opportunity slip away. Call 1-800-859-1518 now to secure your American Silver Eagles from the seized Norway hoard before they're gone. That's 1-800-859-1518. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te Como te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Now back to the biggest sports network on the planet, the Tony Bruno Sports Network. Isn't this the Modelo commercial opening? I, I think it is. I did not realize that. I'm, I, I'm still playing off of the football stadium song. This is what they use in the Modelo. Yes, it's from the movie The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly yes. by Ennio Morricone. Who had some of the greatest soundtracks yes. ever. Now, this is called 
the ecstasy of gold. And I'm playing this um, in honor of the Norway Horde. I love those Norway Hordes. (laughs) They're clean, they're blonde. They're fresh, <laughs> except they eat too much fish. You're thinking of the Norway whores. Oh, I'm talking about I, I, the whores. Aren't they the same thing? Duh. Here it is. Here yeah. it comes. Tony Bruno wasn't just a South Philly punk kid who grew up in the hood. He grew up to become one of the great broadcasters in sports history. He drinks Modelo Especial and now Modelo Oro, brewed for the champions. Something like that, right? Something like that, exactly. Isn't this? Is there anything that Ennio Morricone? No, everything he's done everything is great. Everything he's done is absolutely. You know, John good. Williams has all the theme yeah. songs, but this guy—you want to talk about westerns and some of the legendary mm-hmm. movies ever made? Mostly spaghetti westerns. Yeah. And all those greaseball. What they used—they called them spaghetti rest, westerns because they were all made in Italy. Yes, even though they look like. They are here in the United States. Mm-hmm. They were filmed over in Italy. Yep. Um, out in in the plains somewhere. The plains. Yes. You know the plains. Where, where to think of the it? The rain right? in Spain falls is mainly, mainly on, on the, the plains. Plain, so. But it's interesting when you think about you know all those spaghetti westerns. Clint yeah. Eastwood did a ton of oh, them. Oh, a ton of them. And, was, they, and and people that, a lot of people didn't know why they were called spaghetti yeah. westerns. And you would think. With all the property out there on the West Coast in California, yeah. all over the West Coast, when back in those days it wasn't all built with you know skyscrapers, there was a lot of, and there still is a lot of open land, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In the West, mm-hmm. there's still wild horses running wild all over the place, right? Here in the U.S., yes, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, Not yeah. in Italy. No. I'm talking about, and they filmed a lot. They filmed a lot of movies based in supposedly like the Ten Commandments was filmed. And if you look in the scenes, you can see the 405 freeway in the background. <laughs> Yep. So if they're filming biblical films in California, how could they not be filming westerns in I think California? It was because of expense. It was much cheaper. It was cheaper to go to Italy. It was cheaper to back in the day. It was. I don't know. It was cheaper to film in Hollywood back then too. A lot of movies were filmed well, in California. Yeah, but it was even cheaper. I mean, the the cost to how many lira? I mean, this is before the. <laughs> well, but they also didn't have any unions over there. They didn't have. But they didn't worry about that stuff back in the day. Some of the greatest classics and... were filmed in California, yeah. pretending to be, but you know, the Roman time, Empire and all these other places. By the by, this day, I think they already had unions in place. I don't think that's the reason. You you could be right, Robin, but I don't think Clint Eastwood worried about crossing a picket line. Back in the day when they did those westerns, you know, they didn't have the you know they they didn't have a lot of special effects. Everything was you know they they would forget. There's some of the greatest outtakes are scenes from biblical movies, which they didn't even realize that if you look closely at this one scene, you can see a freeway in the background. You know, when when people were doing the Ten Commandments. Or Ben Hur, you got a chariot race going on, and then you got a car chase going on in the background. <laughs> Oops. Um, so let's see. Numerous role, blah 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 blah. How many Sergio, of those spaghetti westerns so were doing? Italian filmmaker Sergio Leone, who yes. in the early sixties would have no correct, no no relation to Sonny Leone. No relation. No. Relatively unknown director, he signed Eastwood to be the star of an upcoming movie for fifteen thousand dollars and eleven weeks of filming, and it was all due to um, it was it was cheaper. It was cheaper to do it over there. Um, the the move that particular movie. 
The first one that Clint Eastwood Which one? Did. The good, the bad, and the ugly? No. No, which um, one was it? Rawhide. Rawhide. Um, That's popular again now, by the way. And, but, and uh, that particular <laughs> film was incredibly successful, and that was the very beginning of Spaghetti Westerns. How many Spaghetti Spaghetti. Westerns were there? Um, Was it like a never-ending pasta bowl at Olive Garden? (laughs) Here. So here is the definitive, the reason why Italian Westerns were filmed in the 60s and 70s. See, this is the kind of stuff you don't get on any other show. They were filmed in Italy and Spain because they were created on extremely low budgets. To aid in keeping the cost at a minimum, directors utilize Cinecita, Studios, I know her. Uh, studios for filming a huge 99-acre film studio in Rome, Italy. They also used geographic regions in Europe that mirrored those of Western United States, and this was the key considering what the Western-themed movies were supposed to take place. Keep those doggies rolling, yo. Rolling, rolling, rolling. rolling. Now, now I want to hear the rawhide theme, Robin. This is what you do, and it always keeps my mind going... Not in different directions, because it's related to the topic at hand. Am I wrong here? Not at all. And by the way, I got to rip Dean, because I said to him a couple of weeks ago, our buddy in Clearwater, I was looking at the schedules of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. And when the Eagles beat the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago, and everybody was saying, oh, it's over, the Eagles. I said, no, not so fast. Because I looked at both teams, and both teams have difficult schedules. So do the Buffalo Bills. When you look at teams trying to make the playoffs, I guess Eagles with eight wins, if they don't make the playoffs, it'll be one of the greatest monumental crashes in sports history. But the Eagles have a tough schedule. Yeah, get that going in the background. This is a good raw high because we're talking Cowboys mm-hmm. and Eagles. Mm-hmm. So the Eagles are 8-1. They just had their bye week, and they're going to play the Kansas City Chiefs in a Super Bowl rematch on Monday Night Football, Right. So the Eagles and Kansas City, and Andy Reid owns the Eagles. So they're in Kansas City. Yes, Taylor Swift will be there. Yes, and when Taylor Swift shows up, you know what happens to uh, the other, not Jason Kelsey, his brother, the other guy who doesn't, is not really as good looking or wasn't named one of the sexiest men on earth. So the Eagles will either be 9-1 and one if they can find a way to win in Kansas City or 8-2, and two, right? Right. Then after that, the Eagles go or home against the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Buffalo Bills are still a good team, after, despite what happened last night. So they got to play Kansas City on the road. And as I said, the worst they could be is 8-2 and two, or 9-1 and one if they win. Buffalo at home in Week 12. The San Francisco 49ers at home in Week 13. Then in Dallas on Sunday night football on Week 14. That's a pretty tough stretch right there, right? You look at these are all... I mean, even with Buffalo's problems, and now San Francisco looks good again. They got everybody healthy, and their defense is phenomenal. Dallas looked great. But Dallas, and I said to Dean after the Cowboys beat him, the Cowboys were 5-3, and three, and the Eagles were 8-1. and one, And now the Eagles have had an off week. So the Cowboys had the Giants at Carolina and the Seahawks before they play the Eagles again in Dallas on December 10th on Sunday Night Football. And I said to Dean... Everybody's thought, oh, it's over. I said, if the Cowboys are going to beat the Giants, that makes them 6-3. and three. They should win at Carolina, right? Because Carolina is a young team. Dallas should go into Carolina. They'll be favored in that game. 7-3. and three. They have the Seahawks at home. And the Seahawks have been up and down lately. But Dallas, the Seahawks going into Dallas on week 
whatever week that is now, they should be eight and three. So the Cowboys should be eight and three when they play the Eagles in Dallas on Sunday night football on December 10th, right? Meanwhile, if the Eagles lose to Kansas City, they go to eight and two. If they lose to Buffalo, they'll be eight and three. If they lose to San Francisco, they'll be eight and four. And if they lose to Dallas on Sunday night football in Dallas, what will their record be, Robin? Eight and five. The Cowboys, if they win their games and they beat the Eagles, they'll be nine and three. So this isn't over. And I never said it was over. Now, should the Eagles win at home against Buffalo? You would think based on last night, but the Bills are still good and they just changed coordinators. So you think they're going to be able to get it back together. And the Eagles at Kansas City is not a lock win. If they win it and go 9-1, and one, then you start feeling better about the Eagles. If they go in Kansas City and win that game, Super Bowl rematch, then you're saying, all right, they're 9-1. and one. They're definitely going to make the playoffs. But then they got Buffalo, San Francisco, and Dallas the next three games. After that, the Eagles' schedule gets easier. The Cowboys are playing their easy part of the schedule right now. The Giants, Carolina, and the Seahawks. And the Eagles at home big game. Then they go to the Bills at Buffalo, Dallas, another tough game. Then they're in Miami for Christmas Eve. And as you saw, Miami has not been able to beat good teams. So will Miami have it turned around by then, depending on what's going on in the AFC East? Then the Cowboys have the Detroit Lions at home on New Year's Eve Eve. So that's a tough schedule. So the Cowboys schedule is easy now, and gets tough in the final games. So if the say the Cowboys beat the Eagles and they're nine and three, then they have the Bills and they go up to Buffalo. Even if they lose, they'll be nine and four. They go to Miami and they win, they'll be ten and four. Then they have the Lions at home. And depending on where the Lions are in their division, which they should win, you know, so this is not over. The the easiest game remaining on the Cowboys' schedule is their final game at Washington on January 7th. So if you think that this NFC East is over, the Cowboys right now are playing great. And the Eagles have been struggling, but they're finding ways to win. So it's going to be an interesting December. Obviously, the rest of November, the Thanksgiving games where Dallas plays again. And so we got a lot of football. And teams that we thought were, oh, they're going to be in the... You know, Baltimore, I think, is still a Super Bowl contender team. They lost a game you know, to the, to the Cleveland Browns, and now the Browns quarterback is hurt again. So it's not over, and that's what's great about football. It's either bad if you're a gambler and you can't figure this stuff out, or it's really good if your team is still in the hunt. Even Buffalo, I know people are saying they're not going to make the Super Bowl, and we talked about it earlier with Steve, uh, you know, with Steve, uh, Steve, uh, what's wrong with me right now? <sighs> a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame. And you can tell, Rob, I'm fading faster than a tan on the... Uh, I'm fading faster than the orange makeup that Donald Trump wears to become orange man good or bad, Robin. Yes. Do we have any texts uh, here in the final moments of the program? Um, we have Dean ripping me. On the text line? Yes, yes. Why? He's, he's, he's in a ripping... When is Dean not in a ripping? He probably mood? lost because I, I talked some sense into no, him. No, I said, told him about the Eagles and Cowboys schedule, and he told me no way. He said it was over. I said, no, it's not. I said, the Cowboys are going to be 8-3 and three 
when they play the Eagles. He wasn't ripping you. He was ripping me. For what? He said, hey, Tony, you expect Robin to really know about the steel record? You could ask Robin any sports question about who holds the record for any record in sports whatsoever, and she wouldn't know it. Well, that, see, that's a sexist thing. <laughs> that's what a sexist would say, Robin. <laughs> what record did I, did I talk about that you would expect you to know? Which record? You said something about a steel, steel record? Steel record. Steel record? Stealing, stealing. Oh, no, yeah. a steal in an NBA yes. game. Yeah. Did you know that? Hey, Dean, Mr. Know-it-all, did you know that Scott Hastings had the NBA record for consecutive games without a steal? Now, remember, he's a big guy. He's like 6'11". You know, a steal should be easy for a 6'11", even for a white guy back in the day. I mean, this guy was an All-American. This guy won an Olympic, uh, a, a FIBA World Championship gold medal. You're going to be ripping Robin because she didn't know what the NBA steal record was? Did you know, Dean? I guarantee you didn't know. Guaranteed. So get out of my face no, well, with that I, crazy I do shit. appreciate you sticking up for me, Tony. Thank but, you, Robin. But in this particular case, Dean's probably right. Well, <laughs> Yeah, but I, I get you not knowing it, but Dean didn't know it either. So if you're going to get in there and talk shit, you better know the facts. You know what I'm saying? And as, and as the great Jim Calhoun used to say when he was the coach at UConn. Get some facts and come back and see me. Exactly right. Exactly right. And another thing that's more important. What happened to that sound effect? Now, AJ. Jack. That's a fact, Jack. Damn right. AJ Johnson, who is Did he make it back home? I, I don't know if he's made it back yet, but he is texting. From the seventy five to seventy five. Um, I don't 75? think he's texting while he's driving, so he's either back home or He pulled he over at the Mikasaki yes. gas uh, the Indian reservation to fill up his gas tank. And he wants everybody to know that he feels incredibly bad for giving out a losing NBA. I hate to do uh, it to NBA him. NBA parlay last night. You try to do fifteen team parlays. And he loses on the last one, the right. Sacramento Kings game. So he says, because he feels so bad about it, he's giving the audience another free parlay. How many he team now? How many guarantees this to be a winner? Guaranteed. How many team parlay? Three team parlay. That's good. Keep it to three teams. Yeah. Trying to do. Look, these guys will win millions of dollars. They're not doing 10, 10 team teasers. They're doing but like three is... or four. Four is the how many is the maximum if you want to do a, a, a parlay and win some cash? No more than. Exactly. exactly. But this one's three. So here are his. Let me write these sun bitches down. Write it down, Tony Bruno. Because I hate, people are now saying, he says, hey, that he guy, says, that guy AJ is good at, good at making picks. Yeah. And he says, take it to the bank. So here we go. My good friend, by the way, Defoe, the great Jeff DeForest, who himself is a distinguished degenerate NBA or any sport gambler, including High Lie, he said, that guy, how did he do last night? I said, oh, he lost his last bet. He said, I like that guy. I may have to get him on the Defoe and Luby well, show. Well, that guy is going to be on starting December 4th with Bleacher Brothers. Exactly right, From man. 8 to 10 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Now, what are our picks tonight, Robin? Because oh, so I, I want winners. His picks are, and he says, take it to the bank. Let me write these down. Wait, let me get the pen. Should I put them in ink? Uh, yes. Put As the great ink, Michael Singlet Mike Singletary once said, when somebody, I want winners. I want winners, damn it. When somebody says, take it to the bank, you've got to write it in ink. Can you really take it to the bank? They're closed, and you go to the ATM, and somebody could jack you from behind. Uh, Give me the picks, damn it, Robin. Denver minus... Wait, I need some NBA music. Oh, Hang okay. On. I need some NBA music. 
All right, we got Denver minus four and a half. Denver minus who? Oh, you mean the the team that my good buddy Scott yes. Hastings will be in action? Well, he's not playing. He'll be broadcasting the action tonight the on the Denver Nugs. Nuggets Television Network. Um, Dallas minus four and a half. Wait a minute, though. Denver, what's the line? I need numbers. He just. This is all he is. Denver minus four and a half. It says it right there, Robin. That, I said that. Out you didn't loud. say minus four yes, and a half. Yes, I did. You Denver, minus four and a half. You're Dallas Mavericks. Minus four. Minus and four. And so he's going favorites. He's going heavy yeah. favorites tonight. And then finally, the Los Angeles Lakers, not the Clippers. They stink on dry ice. Lakers minus six and a half. Who the hell are they playing the Lakers tonight? Lakers haven't exactly been tearing it up either out there in the Western Conference. Now, we have somebody on the line who might want to disagree with AJ. I don't know. Dean, who has been ripping me all night long. And Dean, who doesn't know if a basketball is stuffed or inflated, didn't know the steal record, and the, the guy who had didn't have a steal has the NBA records for lacks of steals, a man who steals money every single day, Dean in Clearwater. Um. I wasn't ripping you. Oh. I was ripping Pony for expecting you to know the answer. I'm so tired Wait a minute, of this. Dean, vote. it's talking real uh. slow, and I don't know how that happens. Hold on, let me see if how I can just turn off. Happen? Let me try turning off Bluetooth. Turn that some bitch up. And then I'm going to turn it back on and see if it just like connects better somehow. You know what that let's phone is? Magic. But they are who we thought they were. Right. It's a piece Zach. of shh. <laughs> Dean, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, no, still. you still sound like uh, Harry Callis doing a slow <sighs> motion replay of baseball. Sometimes like it, I feel like it gets worse at night. I don't know. Worser or worsest? Worse. worse. It's horrible. So annoying. So we gave you the so three sorry, picks. Dean. The A.J. Johnson Bleacher Brothers locks of the night. The Denver Nuggets minus four and a half. Dallas Mavericks minus four and a half. And the Lakers. Who are they? I want to know who they're playing, first of all. So now i got to go in and look at the NBA schedule. I want to know who they're playing. I want winners, bro. Now, Tony... Um, Aren't the Clippers playing tonight? Are they going to lose another game? I do not know. Well, they'll lose another game. The but question you know is, when will? what should the line be on when... What's-his-face? James Harden wins his first game as a Los Angeles Clipper. I think that's another good parlay bet tonight. Now, that's do awful. we have the fabulous um, Angel Martinez from Martinez and Company? Is he there? Uh, um, are you in there for a crossover, Angel? I don't hear him, but I, I know he's got, a, he's got a great guest on tonight. He does have a great guest on tonight. Another guy that I love who I think is one of the best in the business. And normally you would stay and do the crossover. Yeah, but we and, got people. But we have people. We have company. We have, well, actually, our truck is here to pick us up to get us the hell out of yeah. here. Yeah. Because our friends Kathy and Jerry from up in uh, South Jersey, where we lived on their lot in our RV for a year, good close personal friends, came in today, drove from North, drove from Orlando down here, and they're picking us up. But the great Jim Jackson, the the television voice of your Philadelphia Flyers, will be the special guest tonight with Angel Martinez on Martinez and Company coming up. Uh, Memphis, Denver over the Clippers. That's what, what AJ just sent me. Denver. Uh, Memphis, Denver over the Clippers, Lakers over Memphis. That's what he just texted. The Nuggets are playing the Clippers? Are you sure? I I don't know, but that's what he texted. So, Well, then we, we want to see. The, then, then he is saying that, yes, 
James Harden will lose another game as a Los Angeles Clipper in Denver tonight. Anyway, we want to thank everybody for listening tonight, loving the show, calling in, texting, and don't forget, tell your friends to download the app. Tony Bruno Sports Network. It's simple. Then you can get it 24-7 wherever you are and never have to worry about, what station are you on, Tony? Tony Bruno Sports Network. Download the app and get it free and keep it real. And more importantly, good night, everybody. You're listening to Tony Bruno Sports Network. Tony didn't invent sports radio. He perfected it.